Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Doomsday will be your last day, Hogan. You want a last meal? You better hurry up and order. Order, order, order. We cannot coexist in this planet, Hogan. It's against the wall that makes me very dangerous and very angry and hogan it's gonna be survival of the fittest <laughs> 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 it's been a long time shouldn't have left you a liar don't mean to step to <laughs> welcome back to the cold classic nitro review watch along special we're going back and watching everything that is wcw nitro from the beginning to its very bitter end i'm tom campbell with hollywood sam driver welcome back sam oh it's so Woo! nice to be back in it's it's so nice to be back in in dreary gray shitty england may i ask <laughs> and i agree yeah how you have defied odds and you've got on holiday and you yeah. come back with timber off uh walking yeah like, walking it, it's mental like the everything's quite far apart and you know you can just use a subway to get around a uber or whatever the hell you want to do but if it's just like oh it's just a couple of blocks to that place let's walk and then you start walking it's like oh no, the blocks here are like the size of a small country <laughs> but you know if you've got the time you get up early because i mean like especially the first few days of a holiday where you're a bit jet lagged you're just kind of getting up at 6 a.m and it's like fuck it we go for a walk yeah uh but yeah yeah no it uh just sort of a lot of walking around because uh, it's america you get breakfast and you're full for a whole day yeah. Because they, they just bring you a plate of chicken and waffles and that's it. And that's your, or just that's a your massive stack of hash brown and that's it. You're done. And the rest is history. Yeah. We're Maybe good. you go to a 7-Eleven, get some like crap, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what we've got? Find a liquor store. We've got a gorgeous two hours and 44 minutes to talk oh, about your do. holiday, among other things. We're going to be talking quite a lot about it, I'd imagine, because Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Uncensored 1996, everybody. Are you ready? <gasps> Are you ready the, for the onset action? The Doomsday Cage Match. Hogan, Savage, and all the baddies. Now, this is something where, as I've said before, as a kid, you watch this and it's like, fucking hell, 3K, look at it. Oh my, what a spectacle. When you go back there with any form of maturity, it's like, what the f- I can't fucking see anything. Mm. What the fuck? What's he got to do now? 
What's he got? All right, you, you just sort of wait for the bell to ring. You're not quite sure what's happening. And you know what? I, I what I love is that I've watched this match maybe three, maybe I watched the match itself, not the pay per view. Yeah, but I watched the match itself three, maybe four times. Right. In my time on Earth, and I still don't get what the rules are. <laughs> it's sort of you've got to go cage by cage. Don't it's you? like gauntlet for the arms. Yeah, strand. it's it's like um, is it oh, what's it? Game of Death. Where he's got to kind of progress through the the floors of the nightmare, the the whole uh, compound, like Bruce Lee is it? Ooh. And he's got to basically go floor by floor to get to the top and beat the ultimate bad boss. But it's slightly different. Slower, much slower. Uh, it's it's like Game of Death on Adderall. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe some Xanis. <laughs> and you're going to watch it with us, minus the Adderall on the free version of the Peacock. Uh, you're going to go to Uncensored 1996, March 24th, <laughs> 1996. Uh, I'll give you a second to find that right now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back. Should we do it? Should we just do it? So oh, go on. Let's do it. Uncensored 1996. It's too early to drink, oh, so I suppose we should just get through it. I've got a full sugar Dr. Pepper. Oh, I'm going to be off my tits. Spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch. Good luck to you. On three, <laughs> two, one, go. go. Right, let's talk about anything. Right, don't worry. Now, now I know, you, I know you're upset about the lack of, of, of alcoholic beverages. Yes. Don't worry, I've got us covered. Is it cocaine? Oh. The next best thing. To cocaine. Bothrell. <laughs> <laughs> I ran to the shop. Ran to the shop before this started. It's Tom's own hard-earned money, that. <laughs> beefy, beefy glass of joy. You have with you there a mug of hot water. Oh, fucking hell. We're going to do it, mate. We've, we've, we've cheeky, talked about it enough. Go on, then. Yeah, we're going to have a, have a mug cheeky, of bothrell. beefy drink. Because you've been in, in Hollywood. Yes. Oh, look at the... <laughs> oh, God, it's gone everywhere. We're going to have to clean that up. Don't you worry. Oh, dear. Um, num, 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 num. It's still going to be sticky. Oh, it's delicioso. Oh. It's delicioso. Right, so you take a you take a generous spoonful. Yes. You know what? This is what the Patreon's for. You take a generous spoonful of this the This is going to go everywhere. I've got oh, a plan. I've got so a plan. I've got a plan. Hoi. Oh, no. 
And then you just... And now the label's in. gross. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> a delightful spoonful of bovril to make the medicine go down in the most delightful way. It, now, you might need to stir it quite a bit because it doesn't go up yeah, the spoon I, that I think well. The, the water needs to be slightly hotter, maybe. <laughs> Come on. You're going to have like a lump of bovril at the bottom <laughs> of your, your warm water. It's starting to turn. It's turn. Yeah. It's, it's turn. I tell you what, look, I'm going to hand you the implements... <laughs> Good luck pouring the stuff, mate. It's very viscous. Yeah, what's, a, what's a spoonful? Let's eyeball a spoonful, everybody. Hold on. So, if you're watching on the Patreon, this is even worse plan. What am I doing? I'm going to have to twist it like a wine glass. That's about a spoonful. It's about a spoonful above. Yeah. Spoonful of <laughs> And then you've got to really give it a, really good, give old, it a good old stir. Give it oh, a good old sticky smear. Men's oh. smear. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> At least I smell like um sort of like super noodle powder. <laughs> it is a bit like the super noodle powder. Well, surely super noodle powder is just like stock that's been powdered, right? Which is still yeah, it's powdered yeah. stock. It's a stock cube. It's tantamount to a stock. It's Dusty Rose talks about the danger of the doomsday cage. I just realised I'm going to be clinking all over. Yeah, that's all right. People enjoy the clink. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy the clink, oh, don't you? Oh, you're going to make me lose my mind up in here. Up in here. Bovril. Oh, yeah. I'm stirred in. Are you stirred in? Right, we're gonna we're gonna do it at the same time. Ready? All right. Cheers, mate. Happy Christmas. Welcome back. Thank you very Dink much. Dink it and sink it. Oh, delicious. Num num num. Wow. I suddenly feel more sexually adventurous. Thanks, Bovril. <laughs> Somewhere I can hear my auntie, who was always like very on top of manners, just going yeah as I lick that spoon. No. So I'll do it again. You're anti-barbaral. <laughs> You're anti-histamine. She, she was always more of a Marmite lady. <laughs> I knew it as well. I knew it. It's not too bad a beverage, actually. So so they, a lot of people, I think, will have their minds blown that this random sandwich paste you can use in a drink form. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just beef. So you're basically just drinking gravy, but it's more like a tea. Mm. It's got the kind of viscosity of tea. The last time I had this was... Countdown versus Eddie, though, kick things off. Can we just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, there's some good wrestling. But let's talk about Bovril. Yeah. Now, the <laughs> last time I had this was I did a, a week of work experience when I was at high school at my dad's workplace. Nice. It was you like had a, one of those easy layups. Yeah. yeah. It was like electrical wholesalers. I went and worked with my dad for a week. Yeah. And so I was working in the warehouse, and they had a coffee machine, but there was a Bovril option. <laughs> and, again, and it just... Pfft, Little cup comes down with powdered bovril in it. Nice. Oh, it's like you've had your dinner. And, yeah. then, and then I did some research into it and I watched those adverts for bovril from like the 70s and yeah. the 80s. And like, uh, there's like, there were models in the 80s that used this as like meal replacement shakes. I mean, how unhealthy is it? Oh, God, can you put the lid on? Please? No. <laughs> it's so sticky. If you need to go and wash your hands, I can cover whilst you do. It's not we should a... have really brought wipes or at least some That's throwaway no paper. That's fun, is it? Okay, in terms of the healthy, the best before... Well, it's good till January 2024. That's good. So I can't use it at my wedding, though. That's a shame. No, it's buy you a new one. Get Thanks. your bubble oh, humper. Would you? Thanks, mate. <laughs> Still in a cool, dark place, like my soul. Oh, good wrestling. Anyway, bovril. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't give the, the calorific detail 
of because of it has none because ah. it is the healthiest thing you've ever found. It's nutritional in instructions. Oh, it's all those peely boys. I hate them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Why are they showing off doing this? I don't. It, get it always it. just rips. I don't. <laughs> Oh my, just just come on, Bovril. This is why. This go. is why you need us. Uh, <laughs> get us on the team. Can you fucking imagine some company? <laughs> I, I would pity them so bad. Us as spokespeople. Yeah, it's good. Only <laughs> about as good as we could do. <laughs> come here, your boss. Great, your bastards. Bovril, right. it's good. Per portion, uh, less than 0.5 grams of fat. There you go. Uh, uh, 1.4 grams of salt. This jar features 5,000 portions. <laughs> 4.4 grams of protein. So yeah. you've got, you got your protein for the day in one of that's these bad you, boys. That's what you need. Mm. Oh. Now, the problem is, it's not like, you know, like when you have up make a hot chocolate. Yeah. And it's sometimes if, you, like, if it's the instant one, you don't like stir it well enough. Yeah, yeah. At the bottom, you get like a lot of chocolatey sludge. You go, oh, that's delicious. It yeah, this like, is more like a beefy sludge. <laughs> it's, a beefy it's, not, sludge. it's not that delicious. Hi, I'm beefy sludge. <laughs> so I'm just keeping mine kind of going a little bit. You just, just you just, just kind of spinning like... it like that. <laughs> just real gentle, like. So welcome to Uncensored 1996. Uh, yeah, Guerrero Conan. It's a great way to start things off. Yeah, there's a lot of love for Guerrero in WCW at this point. Hmm. There's 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 somebody who they genuinely think. Uh, could be a, a major player. They did a poll with WCW fans, and the result came back that Eddie Guerrero was one of their favorites. Well, wouldn't you know it, Tom? I know, right? He goes on to be a pretty big deal. <laughs> I've heard that he does all right for himself. I don't watch any wrestling past 2001, though. Ah, uh, uh, yes. So, as far as I'm aware, he went to do a show in Ring of Honor and then disappeared forever. And that was it. <laughs> he did that one show for Ring of Honor, and then that was the end of Eddie. And he did that show in the UK where he faced Doug Williams for a yeah. minute. British Revival, that was the one. Good days. So, so talk to us about Hollywood. Uh, mate. I do, I just want to I just want to live there now. Yeah. Not, not so much it's in Hollywood, not so much in LA itself, but like California, man. Taxes are obscene. Mm. It is fucking expensive to do anything there. But it's I mean it rains like twice a month maybe. That's it. This <laughs> is fucking sick. It, it's just you know, it, it's super chill. Uh it, it, I don't know, like even the crazies seemed all right. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of crazies. Um the big thing was like the the poverty divide is shocking. That is obscene. Like they need to sort something out there. Like there are just more and more people homeless by the day, and and it's something that they really need to fucking address because it's just it, it's like they don't care. It, it's baffling. That's the one thing that was like Jesus. This is just awful. Mm. Um, but as a whole, as you know, a holiday experience, it was it was unreal because wow. getting to go to like Griffith Observatory, getting to go to Yamashiro. Uh, just getting a wander around, walking three miles to David Lynch's house. Yeah, it was nice. Santa Monica Beach is awesome. Subway was pretty cool. Not the sandwich shop, the actual Subway. <laughs> Although, like, it smells like rotting humans. Oh, good. Like, it just smells like like rot, which was weird. But got to walk on Vince's star. Oh, bit. no. Just... <laughs> and then Dwayne's star faces him, you know. Does it? Yeah. Like, well, other than that, we saw uh, Friendship, who were fantastic, and we saw Manic Street Preachers at random, just walked into that billboard, and it was like, oh, fuck it, get tickets and go. Um, and Manix were opening for Suede, which is mental, because Manix aren't that big in the States. So Suede were <laughs> playing after Manix, and they were in like a, a venue the size, they must have had about 800 people there. 
Wow. It was fucking mental. Like they they played a lot like a good range, but they played like theme from Mash. They played like all the bangers. Blimey! Didn't play faster though. I was a little bit like ah, you bastards. Can't remember the Malik's being just there. It's like, oh. Well, they're one of mine and Steph's favorite bands, but we, neither of us have had the chance to see them. Mm. So it was like just happenstance. So it's perfect. Just bumped into them like that. Yeah. You hanging out with bands and all that stuff, weren't you? Like, oh. Well, I, uh, friendship, we kind of hung around afterwards and, yeah. and uh, had a chat with them. I said hello and shit, but yeah, they're fantastic if you're into sort of like dreamy. I don't, it's like indie, pop, rock, like synthy, electronic. It's, they're just awesome. Nice. Yeah. It's funny when you think about like a band like the Manics. You yeah. are a big deal over here. And you oh, think massive over, deal. over I mean, there, they did, like, they, did, they did Principality, didn't they? Yeah. So like the, the you know they're, they're huge. I mean the Holy Bible is one of my all time greatest albums. Like could not live without it. But just to see them in that setting was unreal. Yeah, it's just like as, uh, as, as warming up for Suede. Yeah. I guess as bad as a band like that, you're always trying to break America because you always try to break new audiences. I, it just looked like they were having a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it was just like it seemed like there was very little pressure and it was just like a nice night. Uh, it was good. Although like fifteen dollars for a beer. What? Yeah. And no! it was like it was like a twelve ounce can, I think. Right. So it was like bigger than a pint, but like, or was it a sixteen? It was a pretty fat can, so maybe like nearly two pints. So not too bad. But when I was stood at the park, like fifteen fucking, because like draft was like, because they're weird. They don't do like pints. They it's all ounces. But like what looked like a pint was still like eleven quid. So I was like, just give me the big can. Oh. <laughs> and I was, she was like, uh, domestic's this much, that's this much. I was like, what domestic have you got? And she just looked me dead in the eye and she was like, I've got Paps Blue Ribbon. And I was like, right. And the Dos Equis is going to cost me $4 more. I'll have the Paps Blue Ribbon. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> God. But like, you know, as I said, it was sort of expected. Um, you were ready to pay. Ready to pay a little bit. Because I know like we talked. You know, there's always a liquor store on the corner where you can get some pre-drinks in and shit so but that, yeah that's it yeah you can do that i guess but half the fun is having drinks when you're there but it's just so expensive yeah i mean the thing was as well like we're just wandering around and it, it's like i don't know like it, i didn't really so much mind it because i wasn't really planning on getting arsehole in the venue anyway no. so it's just like i think we pre-drank a bit and then went down but mm. just at the hollywood palladium but it was awesome absolutely awesome i know we want to go back desperately but like the whole thing of like gta being really unrealistic is just gone now because <laughs> you used to play like gta 5 and be like this is so fucking comical and then you get there and the first thing that happened was i think there was a murder before we arrived um the night we landed there was a carjacking that went on a, like a massive police chase through the city and shit um and like multiple cars were stolen huge high pursuit and everything uh, day after that was like an armed standoff. We just like walk into the like the metro stop, and there's just like six helicopters like two blocks over. Like, Jeez. so like it, it's fucking insane. But it just moves at such a pace. It moves at such a pace, man. Yeah. Scientology though as well. It's awesome, oh. guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what brings us here today. Sam was they, uh, they have these uh, weird little museums where I think it was called Psychology and Industry of Death. Okay. And uh, I'm just walking along. I, this is like half 11 at night, and I walk past this ominous fucking red LED light with these big, what look like government agency logos all over it. Uh, but it, it's it's a museum 
about how psychology is harmful because Scientology has a pretty firm stance on psychology. Uh, and you can kind of spot their buildings a mile off. There was one thing we didn't get to do, which was a bit annoyed, which was this L. Ron Hubbard museum experience where you could go in and it was like, right, we'll give them just any info they need. We'll just give them fake shit and we'll go from there. <laughs> but I just wanted to walk around it just to kind of see it. Because oh. it, it just from the outside, it had all the, you could see in, and it looked like this big space. But it was like, right, we've got to just go in there and not get recruited. Go in there and not get recruited. Go in there and not get recruited. <laughs> so did you do it, or did you? No, I didn't have time in the oh. end. No. How different the world could have been. Mm. Could have been telling you all about, you know, what if doing you stress got, tests. You and... could have gone in and come back and gone. You know what? They made some really valid points that I hadn't thought about. Hey, you know, there's there's people will poke a lot of, um, you know, I'm 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 from a religious background on one side of my family. I'm a man. Uh, I'd probably say agnostic. I don't really know what to believe or if there's anything. Um, but then you get people who take a really cynical approach to religion, where it's like it's all just about lining pockets and everything. And it's like at the end of the day, that's what they're doing too. <laughs> so I, yeah. when they try and defend themselves, like it's the same as any other religion, I guess. But at the same time, no. <laughs> I was trying to stay the fuck away from that as best I could. But at the same time, also aliens yeah. and shit. Well, not until you spent like 400 grand, but yeah. Oh, you don't get aliens until you spend no, that No, you got to spend a lot of money to get there. Oh. I guess like you got to get to level seven. I've done, have you seen, uh, there's a great documentary called Go and Clear, which sort of covers a lot of it. It's a bit better than Louis Theroux's, which sounds like sacrilege. But Who's it by? I can't remember, but it was like on HBO, Sky Atlantic. It won, or it was nominated for loads of awards, but it's just called Going Clear, the Science of Scientology or something. Well, I, I wonder, because that's quite uh, interesting if it's the same as. So let me see if I can find it here. Mm. Oh, no, it's not. So my my mom for Christmas. Right has asked me to get her A Billion Years, My Escape from a Life in the Highest Ranks of Scientology by Mike Rinder. Mike Rinder. Oh, he features in some docs, I think. Okay. Yeah. The name rings a bell. So for he's, sure. he's in some of them, but... I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, he was like a former high-ranking member. His wife left him. Um, and during Louis Theroux's Scientology movie, I believe it's like his wife sort of and him that story sort of told a bit but she stayed with the religion and he left but he got kind of persecuted for it and driven away he got a bit too yeah that's too... what they do when you leave like that's it you it's excommunication it's yeah. like you your family don't talk to you anymore you're dead to us that's yeah that's it and uh, and they'll shut you and down. we will hound you if you try try to talk about it it's like if you look at the leah remini stuff and or anything like that it, it's fascinating always been fascinated by them yeah so when i took the left on the hollywood boulevard and i just saw the Ever wonder why so many people are Scientologists? I was just like, oh, God. I do, and please tell me. <laughs> There's a part of me that was hoping you'd come in and go, actually, here's some interesting things. And then I could have gone, wait a minute. Actually, Tom. You look knock, slightly knock, different knock. to when you left. <laughs> I'm Tom Cruise. Are you, <laughs> are you Tom Cruise in a... In a where, are you Tom Cruise wearing Sam Driver's I'm skin? not actually sat down right now. That should give you your answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do my own stunts. <laughs> In fairness, I watched Top Gun Maverick on the plane, and despite being the worst way to watch a film, fuck me. Yeah. What a film. <laughs> I watched that thing about five, six more times easily. It, it's just so good. Everybody rates it as, like, the best sequel. I, it's up there, for yeah. sure. It's up there with Aliens, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. It's, it, it's, it sticks so close to the original, but it's its own thing. It is banging. I saw The Fablemans, though, 
which any American listeners get watching it. It's Steven Spielberg's like semi-autobiographical film. Uh, and it is unreal. It's out here at like the end of January, start of February. Why is there still some films and shows that come out so late? Uh, I don't know. It's, some of it, it's it's like deals and rights and exclusivity, but it might just be a case of, you know, staggered the release so that it gets kind of bigger numbers in one market before it can launch in another. Maybe. But, I just think of this day and age, you should But be. one of the best movies I think I've ever seen in the cinema. Wow. Yeah. It's just great. Amazing. It's just great. And because it was Hollywood, like the best cinema. So it's just, yeah, it was class. That was always the joy about going, you know, as a, as a kid in the 90s, going to America. Because you'd be like on the plane going, watching a film called Toy Story. It's not even out here yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd be lucky if you could even watch a film on the plane. Do you remember it used to be all the way down the very yeah, bottom of the aisle and have one tiny little, like the ringside monitors in WWE <laughs> mounted, like bolted into the wall in front of the door. And you'd all have to be sat there like 11 rows back with your headphones in going, I can't fucking see a thing. <laughs> I can't fucking see a thing. We're lucky like that now. All you had in front of you got... was just sick bags. <laughs> I had uh, on our flight to Maldives, our first flight to Abu Dhabi, we yeah. had access to so much stuff. Who did I, you fly? Uh, Qatar. Qatar, yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I spent like the majority of the flight just playing Angry Birds. <laughs> Yeah, there's like games and stuff now, but the Virgin, uh, the flight out was unreal. Like it was barely full. Um, there was this really nice woman from like Leeds who just kept coming over and plying us with booze. Nice. Uh, they upgraded us to have extra leg room, which was Wee. nice. Uh, and I just kind of sat there getting gently arsehole the entire time and then landed and there was like the initial stress of shit where the fuck have we got to go to get the pickup uh-huh. ah! and then it was right outside the front door <laughs> just simply step out the door and boom wait here and then you're going to get to union station and then go to your hotel i'm f- permanently grateful for airports that have very clear signage oh what a near kick out anyway well, yeah, yeah some wrestling um <laughs> Bovril, some wrestling. You, we've ticked the box uh, for the next half an hour. I sincerely apologise to anybody watching no, or listening to this in here. the hopes. Why they're here. <laughs> but they'll be first-time listeners going, what the fuck are they doing? The match is nearly done. If they're first-time <laughs> listeners, then then I advise this isn't where you start. You know, it's like... You jump- start back at the first yeah. episode. It's like You the- wouldn't start Coronation Street this week without going back and watching <laughs> 50, 60 years of it, would you? Otherwise, had what is Bev's hot pot? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Why are the streets cobbled? Yeah. You know, these we- are the origin stories you need. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Coronation Street Origins <laughs> on ITVX. It's like Cory. ITV the- just pumps billions into the Coronation Street universe. <laughs> Coronation Street Cinematic Universe. I want Coronation. I want Game of Thrones, but it's set in what would become Coronation Street. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but what? everybody kind of lives in the exact same spot and has the same characters. But yeah, but they're all dressed like like kings and queens and peasants and paupers. <laughs> but it's Ken Barlow's great 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 grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> who just so happens to be called like Kenforth Barlow. Kenforth Barlow. Yeah. Kenforth Barlow's son. <laughs> ITVX, right? I know you're ready to launch and stuff, but there you go, you cowards. There's something for you. They got some good movies on there now, though. We got Apple uh, Apple TV yeah. last week because we wanted to watch Spirited, which is the Will Ferrell, Ryan yes. Reynolds Christmas film. It's so good. I'm about two inches from grabbing my eye patch and just sacking everything else off again. <laughs> It's getting to a point where it's like, I really want to watch that, but it's only on one service. Do I pay the £11? It's, yeah. I'll just not watch it for now. <laughs> it is worth it. It is worth getting Apple TV because apart from that, you then get the morning show 
and we've been binging the morning show. It's got um, Steve Carell and mm. Jennifer Aniston in and Reese Witherspoon, and it's really good. I just need a better way to start my day because the, the world is just stress. That yeah. was one thing about American news. They just, it, it like, it was so focused on America that I didn't have to listen to anything about, like, you know, just the current financial state of our country or the government, you know, fucking Matt Wanker going on fucking I'm a celebrity and everybody going, it's okay, you're forgiven. No, you should all be fucking kicked into the sea, the oh, lot of you. same, mate. Yeah, every single coin that you paid, right, to, uh, to, to vote for that man to get through should be shoved up your urethra. You can't complain Long about ways. not having enough money when you're voting for <laughs> Matt Hancock to eat a worm because that's the real revenge. When you could literally push him over in the street and force him to eat worms if you wanted. Because <laughs> look at him. What's he going to fucking do? Cry right on to... you. Tell you he's worth more money. That don't matter. Fucking eat the worms. Uh, listen to James O'Brien talking about him on LBC. And I yeah. love James O'Brien. Yeah. And he said, um, we have in this country what what is called like an underdog sympathy we've got fucking stockholm syndrome makes what we got we've got that but there's also as well as underdog syndrome oh conan with a deep kick out there. well done anyway um uh, the underdog sympathy reflex yes is where like you'll see somebody in the stalls getting pelted with tomatoes and after a while you'll start feeling sympathy for the person no matter what they've done and he said i can't watch i'm a celebrity because i do not want my underdog sympathy reflex to kick in from all of his bush tucker trials should have involved fire <laughs> just a, 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 a solid lake of fire mm. that's it your bush tucker trial is to hear the stories of all the people who's no no just fire just fire a live feed of fire <laughs> just burning yeah endless burning yeah but the thing is and it's true because american tv does america is the world like the like and there was yeah. we watched um we watched the daily show with trevor noah while we were in the maldives and oh, like the God. queen's the he, queen's funeral was like yeah. a hilarious and finally like <laughs> It, yeah, it was. It's a weird thing. The Trevor Noah thing's mental because he spent so much time here, but keeps disregarding quite a lot of shit he definitely knows for the sake of, like, oh, Conan, Conan wins uh, for the sake of like you know the funny ha ha quick laugh. And it's like what? Like you 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 understand that it's much deeper than this, man. Come on. But yeah, it's, you go for the you go for sometimes the lowest common denominator yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. Unfortunately, mm. we'll do a tiny bit of wrestling here. All right. Um, so before the show started, we had a couple of uh, dart matches. Uh, JL and Dean Malenko had a two-star belter. Jim Duggan beat Bubba Rogers in quarter of a star. Okay. Uh, Dirty Dick Slater beat Alex Wright in less than two minutes. What? <laughs> and, the, and the Steiners went to a no contest with the Nasty Boys when, when the Road the Warriors interfered. When was the last time we saw Dirty Dick Slater? Uh, uh, 20 minutes before this. <laughs> but like before that? At the wedding. Yeah, that was the that's Colonel be Parker it. wedding. He turns up, he's a background character at the wedding. Yeah. For like all of three shots. And he's just pinned Alex Wright. Wrestling. So Conan uh, successfully retains the US title, beating Eddie Guerrero. What did Dave give it on the old star system? Well, given the three times I looked at the screen, it looked pretty class. So I'm going to say <laughs> like uh, four. Three and a quarter. Mm. Dave really likes this match. This is uh, Dave's. I, th I think the joint Dave's best match, match of the night. Yeah. The other joint match of the night is the one about to come up, which I think you're going to really enjoy. Okay. Well, we just got a, a random shot of... Uh... <laughs> the cage or something. No, we got a random shot of Mean Gene there before we cut away. He wasn't ready. He had his, he had his hand up his bottom. He wasn't ready to go. We had, also, we had a random shot of Mean Gene and a random shot of the Doomsday Cage, which is our man of the evening. And you'll notice that it's not around the ring, everybody. Mm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Why is that funny? 
He looks like he's currently <laughs> trying to compare the prices of like two armchairs on Amazon. Type code convention for live electronic chat. Like, he's kind of like, wrestlers. that one's $50. This one's $100. <laughs> Why is this one a hundred dollars? I'm gonna buy the one that's fifty, and then he kind of nods to himself and goes. <laughs> also, it's the fucking giant. He's the most untamed, wild, madman on their roster, surely. And he sat there just like. like he should be launching fucking... the laptop. <laughs> he should be breaking like a like... lounge pianist at a hotel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And it looked like it looked like he was too short. The way they shot it, yeah, the, the lower it, angle made the table look gargantuan. He was creeping over the top there. God <laughs> bless him. Did you have CompuServe or did you have AOL? Neither. Uh, we mm. had initially that pay-as-you-go internet because we were we were broke-ass bums, and then we went to Tiskali. Tiskali. Talk Talk, maybe, but Tiskali was the first broadband we had. Because I remember that was like, fuck me, we finally got something that can do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we had AOL because we got the, we kept getting the discs. We get all the us. CDs, yeah. Going, all right, they just it. became coasters in AOL. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to AOL. You have email. Or you'd frisbee them out the window at somebody you didn't <laughs> like. Just... You get like minutes free with these discs, wouldn't you? Yeah. 60 minutes free internet. Whoa! You could load a grand total of three pages with that time. <laughs> Give me all them 60 minutes, you dirty boy. That was the glory days of the internet. The glory days, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, the we're, internet we're, is... It's too easy now. No, it's, I'm starting to become like alarmed. I'm already alarmed a lot by social media, but I'm starting to become more and more alarmed by uh, the amount of advertisement because it surely can't be good for the human brain. Just constant. constant. Like back in the day, stuff. you'd see billboards. If you bought a newspaper, you'd see them. You'd see them out and about. You'd see them on telly. You'd hear them on radio. There was kind of the set spaces where they'd be. Now it's just you load a web page and they're everywhere. Or like you, uh, you know, go on a web page and all the adverts are for things that you've been talking about and not even searching for. Yeah. And it's like motherfuckers. Like I'm just, you know, I, I. It doesn't feel like anybody's got any privacy anymore. No. So, like, it just feels like your entire brain is just being funneled into, like, a do this, buy this. And it's constant. I feel yeah. like I feel like as I'm getting older, my brain's decaying as it is. But oh, I feel like my brain's turned to mush. Yeah. And it it just, can't just be all of the partying. Like, it, it, it's it's mush. This never-ending stream of yeah. information that comes at you all the time. Like, I've... Like I, I'm so I'm I'm more scatterbrained than I've ever been because yeah. like I'll be doing like today for example on the day of recording mm. I I normally record the news daily news podcast we do at home and I recorded that yeah and I was scheduling it and my phone went ding and I checked the ding and then I looked at something else and then I went to feed and the then cat half an hour later you're just still on the phone and I, I got, oh that's it and then I yeah. you know then I kind of went to do sorted that oh I need to feed the cat feed the cat anyway right love you bye 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 got to work. I uploaded the podcast that I'd spent 20 minutes making. Yeah. Just sat on my laptop at home and I went, that's because I looked at my phone and that's because I did that. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and I got all the way to work. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> brain wandering. Honestly, like, I, I think, yeah, it, it, there needs to be some form of just let's delete all social media. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Gotta, what does it achieve? Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, I mean, Twitter may not be with us for much longer. While you were away, tw Twitter oh, yeah, exploded. I, I, yeah, I'm fully aware of that. I just find the whole thing hilarious. It's hilarious, yeah. isn't it? Like, oh. <laughs> so, William Regal versus the so Stephen Regal versus the Belfast Bruiser. Yep. They were told the night before 
go, could you do 30 minutes for us tomorrow night? And they went, yeah, fine, we'll do 30 minutes. But the problem is, like, they're both baddies. Yeah. And America aren't interested. Tupelo's not bothered. Well, they're not from America, so why would they be? Why should they be? Yeah. He might be in red, white, and blue, but I, I don't see any stripes and or chicken fried chicken on a biscuit. <laughs> exactly. So why should yeah. people care? Where's Where's Finley's Big Mac? Yeah? <laughs> if he's so American, bring why me, am I cheering this man? Bring I'm me Jim not. Duggan, you cowards. Yeah, Jim Duggan would have a cheeseburger. <laughs> The... Jim Duggan had come out with a plank of cheeseburgers like it was some trendy bar in 2010. And then he'd eat the cheeseburgers by literally just tipping them into his mouth like a Scooby-Doo character. And then he'd beat the <laughs> shit out of everybody with his two by four slash hamburger plank. Uh, Regal talks about this match uh, in great detail on Gentleman Villain. Mm -hmm. And he says, so the night before they were told, can you go half an hour? Yeah, fine. So they had this match planned. And then the producer of the match came to Regal and said, Look, Kevin Sullivan, because uh, at, at that point there was a blood ban. Yeah. No bleeding. In, the producer says, right, I've chatted to the devil, which they used to call Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Chatted to the devil. If you want to get a bit of blood tomorrow, then it's all right. Yeah. So Kevin Sullivan has said that's the producer. Kevin Sullivan hasn't relayed that to Eric Bischoff. Of course he hasn't. Or the other agents at the show. Yeah. Just that's a little thing to put a pin in during this match. <laughs> A little thing to put a pin in. So Regal and Finley have gone, all right, we'll get a bit of blood. Because <laughs> we've been told to. And told we can. And they're both old school gentlemen. Uh, Finley is rough as fuck. Everybody in the rock locker room is scared to work with him. Because <laughs> he has legitimately kicked fuck out of multiple people so yeah. far. Regal is happy to work with him. Yeah. Uh, Regal is also old school, and Regal has said in his podcast on numerous occasions, I don't believe in, you know, artificially getting blood. Like, he didn't believe in bleeding. Yeah. He's like, if you're going to make me bleed, we're going to do it the proper way. Again, pop a little pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> For later on in this match, and you'll see why this is I, a more memorable match for William I, I Regal. I understand why blood is sort of off the menu these days, but fuck me, do I miss it? I, it's for me it was like such a big part of wrestling when I was growing up mm. that it sort of feels a bit stripped back without it when, I enjoy when a bit needed. of uh, just yeah when it's needed not when it's unnecessary mm. when it's when it's necessary or when it would work really well I'm all for just an absolute bloodbath yeah I got no problem watching people get you know absolutely covered I imagine that it can't be nice it's got to be one of the worst things to do because you're kind of losing your ability to keep going as you're keeping going but fuck me man some of the visuals I mean, Austin a passing out yeah AEW have done a lot more blood than anybody in the last god knows how many years in terms of like top level stuff yeah they're a bit more like yeah they're a bit more for like the the visual of cm punk yeah face pumping with blood after yeah being sliced open it, by you know you see it on ufc you yeah. see it on boxing then it's a combat sport guys yeah yeah bleed it's bleed for me <laughs> bleed for our entertainment <laughs> when well, it's I'll go back and i'll add blood to every match <laughs> <laughs> just, just colour it in, Photoshop style. Marley Ali versus lie Ivory. TV on the floor, film it, and just start pouring tomato sauce all over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading in Power Slam, and I never heard this per se. Yeah. Uh, somebody wrote into Power Slam and said that they heard a they heard a conversation on Talksport where on Talksport where they said, "Oh, the reason there's blood in wrestling is because there's a makeup artist under the ring." Oh, yeah, there's, there's so many. Like I heard them all from my dad growing up and from anybody else who thinks it's, you know, anybody else who sort of wasn't 
that into it is that it's blood capsules there's a makeup mm. artist it's like a fake piece of skin with like a pump it, like, there's all sorts of just it's like no it's the easiest way to do it which is often just a little sharp thing that makes you bleed yeah because then it's blood it's it's pretty <laughs> and grim. it dries on you like blood because it's blood yeah it looks and it, like and blood. you know we every time that capsules are being used and being like obviously used it's been shat on and it's been shat on by everybody not just wrestling you know fans it's been shat on by people from the outside as well so i it's such a powerful thing that used sparingly and done like properly it's fucking powerful mm. when done properly yeah and done for the right reasons done in the right match in the right but way. then again i'm also a sucker for like watching a cage of death where somebody just gets kicked through a pane of glass as the opening exchange to a match so <laughs> It's horses for courses. Yeah. Six or one, half a dozen of the other. Or a piranha death match, you know, that type of thing. I haven't seen a good piranha death match in a long time. Probably because you can't really, you shouldn't really use animals in any sort of display like that. There was Wrestling Society X that did one. Yeah. But as you say, animals should not be harmed in the making of wrestling. <laughs> Even if they think, oh, yummy, yummy flesh. Do you remember um, the, there was a bit of a craze? And, and again, I don't think it's done anymore. The Gararufa fish craze. Of 2010? Gara Rufa fish? Yeah, so you go to like a spa. Oh, you'd stick your feet in the fish and eat all your dead skin. Fish eat all your dead skin? Yeah, no, it it always creeped me out. There used to be a massive one in the Metro Center. I used to have to walk past it to get to work, and it would just be like that. <laughs> just, nah, nah. You couldn't pay me it? enough money. <laughs> I did it. It was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was weird as hell because you lower your foot towards the water. And all the fish go, whoop, like swim yeah. straight up to the, and like looking and waiting for your foot to come down. Yeah. Weird as fuck. <laughs> and then like as you're pulling your foot out, you're having to take a few of them off. Nah. Because they're still like, nah. just latched on. Nah. They don't, I don't think they do it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It, yeah. it was definitely one of those like passing crazes for sure. I, but yeah. there was a point where, yeah, they were everywhere. Mm. Like you couldn't, but the places that have like 10, 11 seats as well, it wouldn't just be like two or three. They'd be like huge. Mm. I didn't know they did it in the Metro Center. For yeah, me. they had a whole one up in the, I think the Red Mall. Right. Yeah. I haven't been to the Metro, Metro Center in ages. No, neither have I. I should have gone in like the start of October to see the Christmas decorations early, mm. but I didn't. So I should probably go at some point. I've got to do all my Christmas shopping still. Oh, don't worry about it. We've all got to do Christmas shopping still. Yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got weeks yet. It's fine. <laughs> I'll do it all on Christmas Eve again. That worked last time. It's fine. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. <laughs> I've got, I think the, the deadline I think for us is like the 17th of December because yeah. I'm going back to see my folks for Christmas mm. for that weekend. Yeah. And uh, I want to get it done, then come back and have Christmas up here. Yeah. So... As I say, it's handy that for the first time ever, my mum has said, oh, I know what we want for Christmas. And it was that particular book. It'd be nice if parents just and did that, wouldn't it? I know. That's it's fucking never impossible before. to buy for. Yeah. Because you've already bought them everything by the time you hit your 30s. Yeah. So what the fuck do you buy them? Exactly. And it, <laughs> my mum said last year. And then there'll be just really specific things like, I don't want any experience vouchers. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing you don't want. Is there anything you do want? Not really. <laughs> I'm not just going to give you fucking money. <laughs> Mum said, under no circumstances 
do you buy me any Elton John tickets? Okay. Like, okay. Because I mum loved Elton John. She's like, but I hate him now. He sounds like a pub singer. I don't want to go and see him anymore. It's he was sad. doing Dodger Stadium, I think, just before we left. Yes. Yeah. And they they had it, they showed it on Disney. One oh, of the other they? one of the other streaming services that you'll be avoiding with your iPad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Set <laughs> sale. <laughs> Seven million streaming <laughs> platforms. I wonder whether like it works out any better off that we are than for buying instead of buying DVDs, we're just subscribed to. That's what I hate the most. Say, I, that's what I hate the most is physical media equals physical ownership. Mm. So like you buy a, a film, it's yours, whether they take it off the service or not. They take it off the service and never put it back on. It never gets on another service again. Then good fucking luck. Yeah, that's it. It's sort yeah. of like some older games, like even some games from like 2009, 2010 you, that came out physically. They were originally on like a streaming, uh, streaming platform, like a digital storefront. Now you can't buy them on a digital storefront. So your only hope is to go on eBay and look into a copy. And just try and get something yep. physical. And it's like, I, physical. I, I miss physical media, man. I know yeah. it clutters up the house. I know all that shit, but like, don't buy everything. Just buy the things that are important. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, that's a good shout. I think it's weird. Yeah, it's like, and I like... only buy vinyl for albums that I'm like, they're like top albums to me. That's it. And it kills a whole a load of present buying experiences because it's like I can't buy my brother's like films. Here's your flat cause... bit of card with the Amazon smile on it. There's twenty <laughs> quid, bro. Enjoy it. But I don't want to buy my brother like Alien. Do you want one Audible it. book a month for the next three months? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I must admit, I've got an Audible subscription. I do have an Audible subscription. I as feel well. like I should use it more because I want to. Fe- I want to feel educated, but I just get on don't. Alan Partridge from the Oast House. Oh, I've Ooh. got that. I've got that. That's brilliant. They've got his other audiobooks in there as well. That's what I'm working my way through. The best one is I Partridge. I Partridge talk is great. About Alan. It's a six and a half hour episode of Alan Partridge. I've got, um, I'm listening to Nomad at the minute, which is pretty good as Ooh, well. But it's good. just sort of starting to start. Mm. I'm kind of through the first two chapters. How did you get on with the tech that you were putting together for your trip? Because now when we last spoke... Oh, Cooper putting... knocked it off the side of the table and it needs completely reformatting and setting. So I didn't Aww. get to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, so, little bastard. Little bastard. We love you, but little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, that needs all Jimmy in, but I needed to get a new back on it anyway, so I have to take it back apart, and I need to somehow add more dampening to the the shock absorption side of things because clearly, <laughs> clearly, it's not absorbing it's enough. It's not absorbing shock. enough. <laughs> it, it's not Cooper proof. No. Oh, and I can't just it can't just live on the floor <laughs> <laughs> where it just can't be knocked case. off anything. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I felt the similar heartbreak when on the one Sunday morning, I just heard a crash from the living room and Hogwarts was just in pieces all yeah. over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and there was Pablo sat in the middle of it all like, like, yeah, yes. <laughs> he did more damage to Hogwarts than Dolores Umbridge. Horrible. <laughs> Because you're like... No, you can't be. You it's like, like, oh, I must have left it in a stupid place. It's though. like, oh, silly me, silly me owning things. Yeah, I do have... <laughs> I've, got, I've got two fairly high shelves that he could only get up if he jumped real hard off the back of the couch. I bet he And has. he's just noticed them. But uh, he's not allowed in the living room. Uh because no. well, not when I'm not there. Right. Like, because he will just get up there and destroy it. Right. Uh, but... Essentially, that's where all my collectible collectibles are. So, like my tiger mask and all the other shit. So it's like that. This one, you can go anywhere you fucking want, anywhere. You just don't go on those shelves. But I guarantee you, he's like, I really want to go in that room. I've got a spray bottle, motherfucker. 
Is cats, 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 all they're interested in is the doors that are closed. Yes. If they can't get in a room, then they're in. like, so, I want to go in that one. All of my doors are open because of this. Mm. Um, except, like, when I'm in, except for, like, if you go to the bathroom, but then it'll just be, I'm going to charge at the door as hard as I can to get you out. And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in here voluntarily. Get the fuck <laughs> <laughs> They do. Try going to the loo with the door open. Yeah, it's weird though, man. But you know what they do? Go you know on. Do? So, I did, <laughs> I did that before, right? So, because cats, because when cats go to the toilet, yeah. like their whole body is locked in place. Yeah. So they're very prone right. when they go into the toilet to, to predators. Yeah. So they know this as a pack animals. Yeah. So when I'm sat on the toilet, if the door's open, Pavlo will come in, he'll see what I'm doing. He will face. He will turn his back to me and sit in the doorway. Oh, not Cooper. Cooper will just try and like rip the tap out from underneath. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, it looks like a snake," and just start yanking snake on like cables. And it's play. like, get the fuck off it. I want to play this. I want to play. I want to play. Let me play. Yeah. But like we do. Um, I, I sent this to Jack Atkins the other night. So there's a little thing that Pablo does. Yeah. I'll stick it in the video. If you're watching this on the Patreon, you'll be able to see this as well. Uh, we do a thing every night called Perimeter Secure. Um, whereby, like, because he'll want to look, he'll want to look out the front door yeah. before we go to bed. He won't want to go out, but he'll want to just look out. Yeah. And then I'll open the door, and then as I shut the door, he just runs back into the living room every yeah. time. And I filmed it the other night. So here he is. So here, I'm going to head out for the evening. So don't do radio, but here's the perimeter secure thing I told you earlier. So here he is. There's the little boy. Waiting for the door. He doesn't want to go out. Yeah. <laughs> What's the look? That's it. <laughs> and he'll walk back into the living room. Just yeah. to, just Cooper Cooper ain't that well behaved. <laughs> Not at all. How old is Cooper? Uh just turned three. Ah, okay. Yeah. So he's a little like little a bastard. Little bastard kid yeah. here. Because I think we think Pablo's probably about eight or nine, so he's yeah. an older boy. So he just he just does a lot of sleeping and just a lot of uh Eating and then a lot more sleeping. Well, he won't even let three. you like cut his claws. Like he's just a fucking oh. mentalist if you go for him. <laughs> it's like you just get you used to, to get him used to like death. touching his claw. You just can't do it. Oh. It's impossible. Even two people, it's just oh. it's fucking impossible. So you just got to get him as much clawing shit as you can get him, so he can try and like break down his own so claws a little bit. Because like you can spend as much time like touching his like got him used to the sensation of his paws being touched and shit. Uh, but you go there with clippers or you try and set him up any way that you've seen on the internet. He's just like, nah. I hell nah. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up your carpet instead. <laughs> Will you try and pick him up and he'll just be like, nah. Nice. No, he's all right with being picked up. You can you can make him into a parrot. You can put him on your shoulder. Oh. But he's a, yeah, just a little bastard. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pablo doesn't like being picked up. Yeah. Or like he doesn't sit on your lap. Yeah. He'll come and sit as close to you as possible. Yeah, as Cooper sits like close yeah. to me. He'll come and sit like on the sofa next yeah. to you or sit on the arm of the of the chair with mm. you. Like yeah, Pablo is close to you, he'll sit on the arm. Okay, so keep it in the match coming up. Here we there. go. Ba Boom. Right. Now, because they were told, let's get some blood, yeah. that punch was designed to to bust open Regal. Yeah. Uh Regal went, I felt my nose crack. And you can see it already. Uh no, because nope. I think there's a oh, it's there's gone. A shadow no, like it's blood. gone red. But there is no blood. And Regal's just realizing this. So Finley's gone, all right, let's try again. So out they go. <laughs> and Finley says, <laughs> he says to Regal in a minute, he says, grit, grit your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's coming up here. I think it's what he said in the podcast. Yeah, get closer. Grit your teeth. 
Oh my god. Ah, cut away. And now look at Regal. The state of it. Ah, that's what you want. Woof. Ooh. One punch. I hope that they only have the one canvas, so it's got the dirty stains on it all night as well. That's like my favorite bit. <laughs> uh, now, at this point... It's like um, fair fucking play, though. Like, just letting Finley, knowing how much of a tough bastard Finley is, letting Finley just, like, ba-boom. Well, and, of course, it's ultimate level of trust and respect. Um Regal's trod the same paths as, And uh, yeah, trod the same paths of, of both from similar backgrounds and that experience before even coming here. But even then, it's just like, fucking hell, you just straight up punched a bloke in the face. Just wallops him in the face. Just, just bleeding right now. And oh. Regal's like, yeah, we got some blood, as we were told. But of course, no one's told Bischoff this. And Bischoff is backstage at this point, losing his fucking marbles. Like, no, what's happening? It's all gone off the rails. Uh, a run-in was scheduled for about 10 minutes' time right. to end this match. Um, you'll see them sooner than 10 minutes' time. In yeah, fact, I you're going to see so. them imminently. <laughs> Come on, Buff Bagwell. Oh, if I'm, sa Come I'm on, sad, Buff Bagwell. sad to report that it was not Buff Bagwell. What the fuck that, are we doing? That got involved in the, in the end of this match. Um, but <laughs> I don't think Buff's on the, on the pay-per-view, I'm sad to report. Very sad. No wonder the American males broke up. <laughs> I don't remember them using the cage. Probably got told off for that. Nasty. <laughs> At this point, the adrenaline's just pumping for Regal because uh, the, the the damage this does to Regal is is with him to this very day. <laughs> he he laughs about it on the podcast, but he's uh, he's in, and here oh. we go. Here we go. Robert Eaton and Dave Taylor. In suits. In suits. Now that Do their suits even have little badges on them? Have they got like their coat of arms? I'm not. No. How I do we know just... that they're blue bloods? <laughs> blue suit. But apparently backstage, like uh, Bobby Eaton was having some sweets and uh, Dave <laughs> Taylor was having a tab. And Re Re Bischoff went, the match has gone wrong. You've got to run in now. And they're like, fucking hell. <laughs> Put me fucking wine gums down, man. Put me gums down. Put me fag out. Hang on. Me cigarette in English. Put me cigarette out in English and get away. So, match is thrown out. Crowd, not a fan. No, I mean, you can not tell. Not into it at all. Which, it surprises me because they went hell for fucking leather. They really did go hell for leather. They went absolutely hell for leather. Um, what did Dave Meltzer give it? See, it's hard because the ending just sucks ass. Mm. I'm going to say like two and a half. Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Uh, three and a quarter stars from Dave Meltzer for William Regal. Uh, it is, let's see, let's see if I've got this right, um, a fractured eye socket and a broken <laughs> nose hell. and a fractured cheekbone. That's from not what that. you want. Woo. That's not what you want. <laughs> and um, still affected to this day, he says like when, it, when the weather's cold, yeah. Like it hurts still. Jesus from that, Christ. From that, from that, from Finley. I mean, and the others, because it yeah, was a very snug affair still, in general. Fucking hell. <laughs> just that one of That's just your skull just going. Yeah. 
Tough bastard. Regal had a lovely time. <laughs> and it was hanging out with his mate fit. If everybody else was too <laughs> fucking scared to fight. <laughs> if you're watching along with us, by the way, uh, 47 minutes in and 53, uh, 54, uh, 55, uh, 56. You should be looking at the giant, uh, Mean Gene Oakland and Jimmy Hart. The giant is part of our... Jimmy Hart just chewing gum. Uh, Jimmy Hart, not part of our main event tonight. It's a crying shame they never had just like a dip in the lights and then a Ric Flair dummy and then the giant grabs the Ric Flair dummy, <laughs> and rips its arms and legs off and it's just firing red liquid everywhere. That would have been a brilliant visual. Yeah, especially oh. in front of a crowd that loves him. <laughs> they love him in a blood tonight. Uh, sadly, we're not getting that, but we are going to be getting in a few matches time. The Giant versus Loch Ness. Which, you know, match of the century. A lot, match of the century. And also, Loch Ness is, I believe, his final outing on WCW pay-per-view. Bobby looks like he's been told off in school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he said anything offensive on commentary during the last match. Probably because he didn't condemn it. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he's just tired. I know Bobby was reaching that point where, like, he was forever like suggesting stuff in meetings, and then yeah. one day Bischoff turned around and went, "Stop suggesting stuff. You're here to commentate." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, whatever." So he just phones it in for the rest of his time. There. Which is just shit. I mean, we got somebody with that level of experience and that level of knowledge in that position. Yeah, why wouldn't and you working take his working for many, many, many wrestling outfits over the years at various levels? Surely you would listen to what he had to say. Damn right you would. It's Bobby Heenan, man. The man's amazing. They're now talking about the Doomsday Cage match, about how they prepare for the match like that. Nobody's and sure. No one's nobody's sure. sure of anything when it comes to this match. Because <laughs> no one knows what the match is. Everyone is very confused about what this match is all about, which I, for one, am very excited by. What was David Lynch's house like? Uh, well, it's the house from Lost Highway, so it's very like concrete and angular, and it's very nice. Was but it? it's at the top of a big fuck off hill. Does he live there? Uh, I believe he lives. There's like a housing complex. So there's one house in the front and then it goes much deeper. Right. So there's like a whole row of houses and then like everybody has multiple houses sort oh. of behind the houses. So I think it was there. But essentially, the it's the house from Lost Highway either way. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's fucking awesome. Although it looked a lot flatter in the film. Definitely didn't look like it was in a giant top of a giant fucking hill. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sublime filming. Though. Although a lot of fucking unreal, as you could imagine, a lot of unreal houses. Yeah. There, like absolutely unreal. It feels like just a daft place. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it doesn't feel real mm. at all. Like it, it's just odd, but great. What are the, the, the things I was thinking? And it just weird. stinks of weed. Does it just stink of weed? Does yeah. It really? It's legal there, man. So everyone's just on weed. Everyone's but yeah. Just... Yeah, it's like their their whole market's like, you know, moved to vaporizers and edibles, so everybody's just high all the time. <laughs> You're just walking past like a bunch of college kids outside just on their lunch break, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's lovely. Yeah, everybody's great. We're all just chill. Yeah, I wonder why everybody was so chill. Oh! It's Big Bob himself. We're going to get a promo! I'll beat him. 
He did the let me tell you something. Hot! Is somebody swapping the cards off the camera? <laughs> is he reading? He is. There is somebody doing the Bob Dylan, isn't there, off camera? You're on pay-per-view. When I get my hands on him, we'll know all about it. By the way, I've got to introduce you to my, my neighbor down in Florida. He's a dentist. You'll love this guy. Thanks a lot. Fuck off, Gene! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, me, Put Gene! Put him in a locker. Go on, Loch Ness. Put him in a locker. Put him in a locker! Fuck you, mean Gene! He's big enough. You could have just shoved him in a locker and closed the door, and then could you imagine the rest of the promos of the evening of mean Gene in a locker just through the little grate going, well, What do you his... think, Hulk? I'd have ripped his teeth out. Fuck me. Wait a. Oh, did you, by the way, see the graphic then? Man versus woman! Ooh. Popped up on the screen there. This is not the giant versus <laughs> Haystacks match. That's later. But I just. Fuck off! Like, that annoyed me. Like, like I get it. Mean Gene's there to be like a bit of a quirky character. Yeah. Don't Buried Loch Ness. He's like, not buried. He's him. getting buried he's, enough as it is. He's, look at him. He's a monster. It's the nineties, man. He's a monster wrestler. Therefore, he is in the way that the things worked at the time in kayfabe. He's traveling town to town with his mates, and he's a bit of a just a weird, grizzly monster. Do you think he's got time to shower and brush his teeth? No, no he just wants to fight and drink beer and fight. That's all he ever does. That's all he wants to do. Let the man so, fight and drink beer. In a weird nineties way, it just works. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I think you're right on the Bob Dylan card front. Yeah, though. just a... Did feel like... Next card! <laughs> let me tell you something, Hogan laughs. I mean, it's let the, me tell you something, Hogan. Let me tell ah! you something. Oh, it just needed the brother. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... <laughs> do we think Hogan wrote it for him? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Loch Ness was Hogan's pet project. It's just never been revealed. I'm going to beat you, Jack, then I'm going to beat that sexy Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Oh, he's so muscular. Oh, I have a mustache and natural hairline. Fantastic. I don't love thunder in paradise, but I'm going to cause some problems you know, in Hogan's paradise. You know, WCW. To, you know, he has to bick the rest of his head down because he's got such thick, lustrous <laughs> hair. <laughs> and he's better than Macho Man. Has he ever told you that? <laughs> so it's Colonel Rob Parker versus Medusa. I wonder how this is going to go. So this is, I believe this is the payoff to Colonel Rob. This is the payoff to the wedding, right? Yes. And Sherry's nowhere to be seen. Sherry's got, Sherry got sacked three yeah. weeks ago. Um, for, I think they could have uh, waited till the pay-per-view to blow it off and then. I, you'd have hoped so, but she turned up to a Nitro in, quote, no fit state to compete. Ah, okay. So she's, she's not in a great way, so they let her go. Uh, so this is the payoff. It's Medusa versus Rob Parker. No, 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 no. And uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> so there's Dusty, there's Dusty going wild on commentary. <laughs> so this is um, Alundra Blaze, who you'll know from the classic Raw review, who had a banger of a year in 95 yeah. as the women's division of the WWF. Yeah, the entire the women's entire division women's of the WWF. Division. 
Uh, and uh, and then when she lost the belt to Bertha Faye and had a mini feud with her, they just pretended the belt never existed. Which, by the way, how fucking hard do you drop the ball with Monster Ripper to turn her into Bertha Faye? Oh, you just know it. It's hilarious. Astonishing, astonishing ball droppery. Um, they apparently weren't massively impressed when she came through yeah. with her first outing. They were like, it was fine. She ran in and battered Alundra Blaze. It was great. Why is that a problem? But they went, no, no, it's not a work, brother. We need to no make one, her comical. No one knows who she is, brother. We've got to build. This, the story across the classic reviews, uh, you know, it's the, 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 sheet, the, mu- the sheet music changes, but the beat remains. It's Vince McMahon going, nobody knows who these guys are, despite the fact they just, blatantly do. Do you think it was just him in a really roundabout way trying to change names so he owned the copyright without having to say that back in the day? 100%. Yeah. A bit, it's a, you know because they, they just sort of eventually had to come out and say it's copyright stuff a few years ago, didn't they? Mm. So it's like... It's a bit of that. It's a bit of column A. It's a bit of column B. Are you fucking for real? How has Nalundra just dropped him? There she goes. Well, are you for... Nah. Oh my God, she should have just... Fucking drop kicked him or something. Boom, done. I think it's the Colonel. Prince Man versus Woman. I slammed Colonel Parker. I'm so happy. She could batter Sting at this point. Um, she could. Colonel Parker's not exactly in terrible shape, but he's definitely been hitting the KFC a little bit more than the gym. <laughs> like, she should have been able <laughs> to just fucking destroy him. But I think, yeah, I think there is this copyright thing, but then I also do believe that it's a bit of Vince going, no one's ever heard of them. Yeah, because they've not been on WWF. Yeah, well, they have. Like we're just, you know, going through the invasion. You see that every week, where it's like Vince adds little accoutrements to the character to try and get them over, despite the fact they are already over. You get rid of Billy Kidman's jorts. Yeah, lose the jorts, Billy Kidman. DDP, you're now a weird pervy it's stalker. Like cutting Samson's hair, that removing Billy Kidman's <laughs> jorts. But you know why? Because we already had a, re- a wrestler that had jorts, yeah. and people would have been confused. That's it. You know, because when I watch wrestling, I I solely stare at the wrestlers' trunks and tights. Yeah, that's all I do. And I can't, you know? if, if there's two wearing trunks, I'm just going to be confused and upset. Yeah, it's, it's why I like people that just wrestle themselves. Because then I know who I'm cheering for, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeez, it's exhausting. Same reason that Shane Helms became Hurricane Helms, because there's already a Shane <laughs> in WWF. You can't confuse the people having too many Shanes. It's just ridiculous. Austin Theory. Austin, yeah. Get out of Oak, we've already got an Austin. He's just going to be Theory. <laughs> we've already got an Austin that doesn't It'll... work for us anymore. <laughs> It'll confuse people if there's two Austins. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I'm glad that era is oh, somewhat dead. That was that was almost that was, dead cross yeah. body. But uh, yeah, so uh, you are right in the sense that a lot of it is only the copyright. It's our character. Yeah. Um, we uh, on the classic Raw review that comes out on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the it's the week of the curtain call. Right. And it's in the same week. I had no idea of this. In the same week of the curtain call. By the way, I think this might be the finish because that's a Lundra's finish in the Wah-boom. WWF. Wah-boom. Oh, oh no! no! What are you doing? Oh! <laughs> Parker beat Medusa. I'm off to the kitchen. Do you want anything? Bring him back. Can you bring me a Diet Coke or a soft drink, please, yes. friend? Thank you. Sam's going to go and uh, let out some aggression. Hollywood sound driver, often there has some aggression there. And as he does so, as uh, Colonel Rob Parker celebrates a huge win, I'd like to thank you for taking time to join us for a very special watch-along of Uncensored 1996, courtesy of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. If you would like to watch these, if you're listening to these on our podcast feed, which has exclusive uh, wrestling interviews and news video, news uh, audio, news 
podcast every day. If you're listening to these, but you'd like to watch them, you can see our visages uh, on our Patreon. If you subscribe to our Patreon feed, not only do you get to watch episodes of the Coltolic Classic Nitro review, as well as the Classic Raw review and the Classic Smackdown review, you also get to watch Desert Island Graps episodes because we film the Zoom calls that we have with the wrestlers. So if you want more than just the audio, you can watch the video too. And how about your own episode of Desert Island Graps? Hmm? How about, how about you join Sam and I to drink some metaphorical bovril and watch an episode of Nitro or Raw or SmackDown. You can do that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Do join us for that as Tony the Tiger is on the screen and just in time for Hollywood Sound Driver to make his return. They're great. One of the voices of Tony the Tiger. They're great. Uh, Tony the Tiger was also voiced by a guy called Tom Clark Hill. Nice. And... um, I back when I lived in Worcester, a mate, I just started doing my first radio show, and I went out for a drink with my mate Sam, and he went, "Look, we're going to see my mate's band tonight, but right, I'm going to let you know his dad is the voice of Tony the Tiger." I was like, "That's amazing." And he went, "Look, I don't ask him about it because it just that's be all I do." And I was like, "Okay," I said, well, "I respect your wishes. I won't ask him about it," and I didn't. And uh, and then we ended up being sat on the table with him. We we're talking about his son's band. You must be so proud. And he said, uh, and he asked me, well, what do you do then? I said, oh, I do, um, I, I've just started working as a radio presenter. He went, oh, I do voiceover for radio. Do you? And Sam's looking at me. I'm like, didn't. It's and a natural said. He went, in fact, yeah, I do the voice of Tony the Tiger. Get away. Did he get Sam, him to do it? are you here? Yeah, he did some voiceovers oh, for me. He did some Vox Pops did for me. Did he get him to do the They're Great, though? There of course I did, yeah. I, oh, no, oh, oh, no, he did it voluntarily. Good, good, good. And then and then he went back into his home studio the next day and gave me, you're listening to Tom Campbell. He's he got great. A, he got a huge pop, right? And, and his son's band just didn't. They booed his son's it. band off <laughs> until the dad came on Bring and did the, on. did the Tony voice for an hour. Just but, singing classics. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember saying, I remember, I said, Sam, after, I said, I didn't ask. He said, no, you didn't ask him. He did invite it. I was like, exactly, I paid your wishes. What should we do? Ignore them, man. Do you know what would make me buy more cereal? Go on. If they'd fucking give away toys in them again. Do you remember when you'd get, yeah. like, Lost World Jurassic Park? They were, like, my favorite. Yes. It was like a carabiner with a fucking holographic dinosaur on it I loved them do you remember at least get bikes you'd folks. fucking you'd get home from Asda and then you'd, you'd somehow in front of your parents <laughs> just tear the box open howl hand in there before they could take it away from you and just take out the toy oh yeah. great days plastic poisoning be damned yeah it's give like, us I a, miss the give UFO us a bike the UFO yogurts the UFO yogurts that have like the little toy in the middle frufo or yeah. whatever they're called <laughs> uh, but like they, they were amazing. Yeah. I don't like cereal anymore because I don't I don't win anything. I want It's like, oh, toys. get two for one Alton Towers ticket. Fuck that. Mm. Give me like a key ring. Literally. Give me a pencil topper with Arthur the Aardvark on it or whatever yeah, the fuck Yeah, I'd be is. happier with that. Yeah. That'll keep me entertained for days. Oh, it's to save the environment. I don't care. Melt, recycle stuff and turn it into uh, Aardvark Give us some recy- recycled Aardvark pencil toppers. Why not? What was the best toy that you got? From, uh, from the cereals. Uh, the only ones I vividly remember are like the the Lost World ones because we we proper like had nearly all of them. But do you remember like the Tazos? Yeah. So they were coming crisps as well. So Taz and, and Warner Brothers for whatever reason and Looney Tunes took off in the nineties again over here, 
Uh, and obviously we had Animaniacs. It was still a, a strong animation division Space going there. Space Jam. So there was like loads of stuff going on. And then you'd have like all the classics came back in a big way. And then they did these weird pogs that would connect together yeah. that you could make little polygon shapes out of and shit. And they all had different characters on them. I mean, yeah, we used to they collect were the best. Them. Amazing. This, do you remember Star Wars when they re-released '97? They had the holographic pogs. Yeah, they were the fucking boy. I tell you what, through about Tazos, right? Yeah, it was when. The... Oh, is this an ad? Before we go into, sorry, I got distracted by for the power the plant? boring wrestling. It's. Oh, Slambery. Slambery. <laughs> lethal Lottery, 96. Oh, we've got Ooh. a Lethal Lottery! Ooh. Now, that's that's where you just get random tag partners. I believe so. Fucking get it. I can't quite remember. <laughs> I thought that said, I, I quit quite like wrestling. <laughs> I quit wrestling match. <laughs> I, I quit I quit wrestling match, bye. It's not I quit, it's just uh, I'm not fucking wrestling. Yeah. You've got Raven in one corner, just lie in there. I quit wrestling match, <laughs> bye. It's a D oh, okay, so there's a little story of that which we'll get to in a sec. But it was when Tazos came out yeah. that my mind was blown that I discovered what is now collectively known as the Walker's Cinematic Universe. Because yes. I thought Walker's Crisps were their own thing. And then I thought Wotsits were their own thing. And then I thought Doritos were oh, their own thing. You, you'd been, you, the curtain had been pulled back. Yeah, yeah. I realised they're all the same. They're all the same family. I was like, whoa! Do you remember when they started giving away 50 quid? Just in random bags yeah. of yeah. You got you, you you'd be little... in school and every single packet had a little thing in it and it would either say good luck next time or it'd be fifty quid. My brilliant. I joke. never won any money. Like two kids in my school, I think one I think one won a tenner and one won fifty quid. Wow. And it was like fuck off. My brilliant joke was I you would get a pack of salt and shake. Remember salt and shake? Yeah. And I'd just go, Oh, I won fifty quid. I think I did that a hundred times. I didn't have many friends at school. Big fan of <laughs> oh, me either. Me either, buddy. <laughs> High five for loneliness. Yes! Yeah. Here he is. Speaking of loneliness. Fucking Mr. Ass. Here's the booty. The original Mr. Ass. His booty, his boot boy. The booty warrior. The booty warrior. Butthole buddy. Butthole buddy, that's the one we're reaching for. This was meant to be DDP versus uh, Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. In a battle for Don Dallas Page's very there's, there's soul. There's no Johnny B. Bad anymore, though. No, Johnny no. B. Bad as Johnny B. Gone. And in a week or so from now... Vince is going to realise he didn't sign Johnny B. Bad either. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Buyer's remorse almost as quick as that of the XFL. When you realise that you can't be Johnny B. Bad. So you have to come up with the wild man Mark Merrow instead. Yeah. Now, they have... now, And then we'll have a whole time with Mark Merrow. Uh, the reason... One of the main reasons... I think we talked about this. One of the main reasons why uh, Merrow left was because he was unhappy with being paired with the Diamond Doll. Yes. It was DDP's wife. Because he was a family man. Family and, man. Yeah. He had Rena Merrow and they, at home. You know, he, he decided that he wasn't going to go and do some shit on his daughter's birthday. Not like she's going to have a birthday next year or anything, is it, mate? You could have <laughs> fucking done this for WCW. Jesus. Can't make toe the line. Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, but, you wonder why nobody likes you. <laughs> and then when Vince was like, I love this Johnny B. Bad guy, you get him in here. And he went, what? We can't... And the one time, the one fucking time that Vince wants to keep an IP. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't. <laughs> and he can't. So they go, well, the wild man, Mark Merrow, although bless Todd Pettingill, who who has his own uh, Mike Adamley moment as he debuts him as the wild man, Mark Morrow. <laughs> On, on WrestleMania 12. Mark Morrow. Mark Morrow. Oh, Todd, bless you, mate. <laughs> but yeah, so at this point, um, Mero's getting ready. Johnny B. Bad's getting ready for a life on the other side 
of the war. What do you think, like, uh, Booty Man does to accentuate the power of his booty? He cuts holes in his pants. Well, there's that, but, you know, he's obviously needs the power of the sun. Do you think he suns his gooch? Oh, so do you reckon, like, he'll have, like, a sheet over his back so he can accentuate he the just lies on back. He touch. gets in a teddy bear roll position, lies back, and just <laughs> spread eagle for the sun. <laughs> Say hello to the world. People do that shit, you know? Yeah. Extra <laughs> energy and shit. There's, there's a whole, like movement of people that sun their balls and arseholes. What happens when the postman turns up? Well, the postman can join in or he can like a lump it. <laughs> Not forcing him. I mean, I'm Judging my... me, sunning my balls. <laughs> Posty, you do whatever you do in your own time. If he wants to stare deeply into my gooch, that's his problem. <laughs> right? I'm not staring at the his. I think that's the main reason why there's postal strikes. <laughs> people, they're sick of walking in on people with their cock and balls in the air. The post never stops, though. It's it's like it gets one of the bigger laughs in Seinfeld when Newman kind of breaks a little bit and he talks about why so many people in the postal service to that point in the States had gone on rampages, uh, <laughs> hence going postal. That's yeah. where that comes from. But uh, he goes, he's like, it never stops. The post is always there. And when you're done, there's always more. And that's why it drives people insane. Because, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's, it's a never... It's, it's a never-ending pile. It's a bowl that never empties. Yeah, it's like, like Sisyphus. You know, you're never going to get that rock up the hill. <laughs> it's just, it's always going to fall back down. That's really depressing. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, the, the, at least... That and, you know, like, even a decent wage these days won't even pay your bills. Welcome to England. Yeah. <laughs> I often think that Let's about... vote them in again, though, because he went on I'm a Celebrity and he's a nice fucking bloke. Make him the Prime <laughs> Minister, everybody. Fucking... I can't wait for him to have a reality show where we can look about how wacky he is. God. Remember that time he killed all his people? Um, I have you ever just wanted to buy, like, 20 acres of land, build a house in the middle of it, get an electrified fence and a shotgun and keep the entire world out? More often than you think. Yeah, that's that's all I want to do these I, days. I mean, the, I've I've thought Get about me living. like a gigabit line, and I'll never need to well, leave. That's it. I feel like there's a lot of work that I could probably do, like living in Reykjavik. Yeah, I and reckon... I've said this to Alex on several occasions. <laughs> I because she's such a homebird, bless her, and she knows there's a semi-serious age where I say, you know, we could just go to Reykjavik. <laughs> We could just go live in the Iceland. The entire time I was in the States, it was just like, we could just live in California. Yeah. We could just live here. We could just, we live. Could just live here in California and not have to go back to England and, and never see England again. And we could just live here in California. If we just lived here in California, then I, let's I, just live here in California. I upset Alex and she'll go like, that's silly. I said, why, why couldn't we? I can't think of a reason why we couldn't. <laughs> She's like, neither can I. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! We'll make it work. We'll be fine. Mate, the Mexican food in California. I, I yeah. oh my god! Oh, it's ruined Mexican food for me here. Is it because you close there's, to there's the There's nothing. Yeah, but there's of course, but there, there's nothing that comes close here. So I can't just go and get a fucking burrito now because it's shit. Are you suggesting that Taco Bell isn't Mexican food? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, it's, it's the Mexican food, what, what what Domino's is to Italian cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got its place. I don't mind a drunken Taco Bell from time to time. Uh, but yeah, man. What's a drunken like, Taco Bell look like? Oh, far you too much food. Me, you bastard. <laughs> oh, I'm drunk, or is the Taco Bell drunk? Just swinging at me and vomiting like beef mints everywhere. <laughs> 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 Why is my... and that's not an option on Deliveroo for when you want a refund my, my, my taco my bell is drunk, drunk. <laughs> we'll give you some credits thanks 
<laughs> just gonna hold its hair now while it's being sick in the toilet. Um, Ordered breakfast one morning on. as well. <laughs> Fucking the the guy was like, made sure everything's in the order for you. Because obviously, like you tip everybody there, so oh yeah, it's you know, like, culture, yeah. Uh, but like the guy fucking went the extra mile and everything worked out. Everything was there, made sure there was enough cutlery, all sorts of shit. And it was like not a single missing item. Amazing. Not a single an extra hot cake syrup because they're not called pancakes there for some reason, but hot cake syrup. Uh, and yeah, it was just you know the most unhealthy best way to start the day. But then if that's your only meal for the day and then you're walking forever, yeah, that's all right. That's it. Is that is that something you might continue coming back? Like just have a big breakfast in the morning and then just. I tend to walk eat like everywhere. once a day properly anyway. Yeah. I, I just sort of it's the way I've lost weight is just sort of smaller. Like I've never really been a breakfast person, so I tend to have like coffee, maybe a cereal bar or something. But then from there, I don't really eat much through the day. I don't really feel that hungry, so I'll have like a bag of crisps or something at work. Maybe a couple of biscuits. Yeah. Sometimes a sandwich. And then I'll have like ramen or something for tea. Uh, but you may I'm, want... I'm just sort of, I don't eat anywhere near as much as I used to, which is a good thing because I used to just be able to sit and eat. Yeah. But I can still do it. If we're like going somewhere to eat, I'll just be like, all right, fat mo, oh. let's go. <laughs> Awake, awaken. <laughs> Summon the devil. Within me. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm just 34 stone. Just like, ah. I'm in control. like venom. I'm... We're in control now. I just look like fucking end of Akira, just like melting on everything. I just reach out and just push the mashed potatoes and drag them back. That's just it. flesh melding with everybody else as I absorb them too. That's how I eat. <laughs> I like to leave restaurants still chewing. <laughs> Shit to crack on with. See, I'm not, I need to have a breakfast in the morning because I genuinely get Alex's like, like the only time that... Like, I know when you when you're hungry because you're in a bad mood. Yeah. The, like, if you're ha you get hangry, Alex says you mm. get hangry, you, and I can tell when you haven't eaten because you're yeah. just grumpy. And I only go, do you have you eaten? And I normally go, yeah, I've not eaten. Have some food, and let's discuss this again. Yeah. All right, you're all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the level head. <laughs> oh yeah. There's food. times where I feel like I'm I'm about ready to throw myself out of a window, and then I'll have like <laughs> I'll have like some sugar, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Feel great. Life's all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Okay, I'll buy a smaller no island. No defenestration today, Sam. Oh, I'll buy a smaller island to live on. <laughs> I'll treat myself to a smaller one. No killing today. I started running again. Yeah, I this saw. Past week. How are you finding it? I can't run to save my fucking life. Do you know what? I can highly recommend Couch to 5K. Yeah. I'm not sponsored by them. Um, but I, I did it last year and then. I completely fucked my knee up on my birthday and yeah. then I haven't run all year. <laughs> uh, I just got fat and sassy. And so I thought I should get back into this again really before Christmas. Take, yeah. some, take, take a bit of timber off to put it back on. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised at how much I've maintained because I, 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 I was on week nine yeah. when I stopped. So I thought I'll wind it back to week five and see how we go. Mm. And it was all right. It wasn't horrible. It's quite nice, actually. Yeah, I quite good. I quite enjoy. I, I did I enjoy it. I don't know, but I know I felt good once I did it. Yeah, like, that's my, when you, my when mind you get that, was that feeling of accomplishment uh, afterwards is is the best thing. But I've got to do it first thing. It's got to be like it's before I do anything else that day. Yeah, because if I allow myself time to think about it, I won't do it. I've just got to get to the point where I I'm getting up at like six. If I can get up at six, I can go to the gym, and if I can go because there's a gym like right by my house. Mm. Uh, but I've got a whole load of other shit going on in my house at the minute. Like, uh, there are just wood lice everywhere and the landlord's, like, not replying and the letting agents are like, yeah. 
<laughs> the windows are falling out of the property and they're like, yeah. Oh, uh, it's There's like a gap under the door that just allows a breeze to get in and the entire downstairs two floors of the property are vacant. So they're just rotting and they're oh. like, meh. And I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, I might just stop paying fucking rent, guys, until you sort all You'd this shit. You'd be surprised shit. how quickly they get in Yeah, because uh, they got in touch with me when my rent didn't go in on time this month, which was incredible, considering that they've not done a single fucking thing yeah, that needs to be done in the house. So, um, yeah. Up the Pat Robson. If you're with Pat Robson, uh, <laughs> get the fuck out of their property. I'm telling you. <laughs> Everybody warned me and I didn't listen, but oh fucking hell, I'm listening now. Yeah, where are you, Pat? Yeah, we're coming for you. We're he doesn't care. He's probably in the fucking Seychelles, living on everybody's money. <laughs> My boiler broke this morning. That's oh, another one to look forward to getting shit. in tonight. So yeah, what's it? So what's it, when you say it's broke? What's Hopefully it done? it's just repressurization. But if it's like a broken hose, it's fucked. And if that right. that point, I'll probably wake up tomorrow with a very bad cold. Because yeah. I can see my breath in my living room. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you put the heating on for like an hour, it's gone in 15 minutes because of all the draft. Oh, fuck. The uh, fireplace isn't sealed either. Bloody hell. Yeah. So shit what just getting in. It's just... Because I know that with our boiler, we've had a few... Like Yeah. We had... Uh, I, I looked it up and we the issue that we had the other night, I came home and I was like, after our party, I was like, it sounds like, like it's raining on the roof. And oh, you haven't the the boiler rain problem. I did for a bit. Oh, I was going to say. So what it was? So the, and I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, it's still going. And I looked in the cupboard, and the tun dish was spilling. Yeah. And that's the little. There's a little. What? Hey, look at this wrestling chat and DIY talk. <laughs> and there's the pipe for the hot water. You'd only get this from Jim Duggan's talk yeah, show. Yeah, that's it. From 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 the whole cast. Don't confuse it with with um with the Godfather's one, um, <laughs> or the uh, or the gardening one. Now there's uh, there's a pipe, the hot water pipe, and Titchmarsh's <laughs> whole cast, sponsored by fuck. Trying to remember a, a hardware B and Q. Oh, there you go. Sponsored by Homebase. Sponsored by Black and Decker. Oh. There you go. So there's a pipe which has all the hot water that pumps through. Yeah. And when that when the when the boiler uh, overheats or pressurized or is too pressurized, yeah. Then they they have to it has to offset water. Yeah. And that's where water starts just pouring out of the tun dish. Otherwise it explodes. Otherwise it explodes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit! I don't want us all to die. So I end up turning the boiler off completely for like seven hours. Yeah. And then went back to bed, and then the next morning woke up, and it was very cold. But it stopped. But the boiler didn't explode. Yeah, well, that's good. So that's you know, good. You still you, you, didn't, you didn't get you know launched out of your window into the time. No, no, yeah. we're doing just fine on yeah. that front, which is a relief. But I think it's because it's winter. Like all boilers are broken. Oh that, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, all boilers break. There's, uh, there's uh, Alex had a, had a memo from BBC Radio Newcastle that said, if you're coming in today, the boiler is broken, so please wrap up warm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, I had to, so Alex took her best jumper in today. <laughs> That's all I'd be doing. I, I just wear like three layers on a night. Yeah. Because it's, it's just, you know, especially tonight if the boiler's gone, that's it. Yeah, you're going to need extra layers. Yeah, just drink a cup of tea every 10 minutes. Is Cooper okay with the cold? Yeah, he's fine. Like, it's, it's I suppose warm he's, enough he's got a coat on all the time, isn't he? I've like heated... Mm. So, like, I've got an electrical heater I can use, but obviously Spenny. So I've heated the place, and it's, like, all sorted. Oh, no, no, plus plus cats, like, have coats on. Plus, yeah, he's, he deals with the cold a little bit better. But, yeah, it's uh, it shouldn't be a problem through the day because it's not too bad through the day. Yeah. But tonight, it's just going to be a case of hot water bottles and try and mm. keep the place as warm as fucking possible. I'm more stressed about Pablo during the summer. Yeah. Because it's hot. It's hot. and It's so just, fucking hot. And, and, and no matter how many things you do for your cat... 
yeah. to, to, to go like, here's a coolie mat. Here's a shaded area. Here's a giant fan. Here's a room with a fan in it. Yeah. They'll go, I want to lie directly in the sun. Yeah. I die. <laughs> Father, why? And it doesn't help when it's a black cat and they're yeah, just absorbing oh, the sun as well. Warm. When he's just laying there, I'm like, mate, there's a mat next to you with ice on it. Do you want some go water? No, I'm just going to give myself kidney problems just instead. Just going to die, dad, bye. <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Dad is hot. Go to the cool room. No. Bring the cool room here. To this spot. I can't. <laughs> You're next to the window. <laughs> Turn the sun off. I can't, son. I still can't <laughs> believe that we're getting Booty Man. <laughs> we are, aren't we? I wonder it, who the fuck came up with it. Um, I, I have looked this up, and I can't find anything about the history of the Booty Man. So please, if you know, classicoccultaholic.com. Um, whilst, we, whilst we mention classicoccultaholic.com. Yes. I did prepare some emails. In the okay. So we'd have time to do some do emails. Some, do some answering in this rest hold. So, uh, gre greetings from a clandestine location. This was once real Matt Eaton on Twitter before the Great Reckoning. Now, Matt Eaton, uh, famously in his lab at work, uh, drew Bovril logos everywhere. Nice. What a boy. Uh, we've wiped out the Bovril logo in my warehouse. After a very bloody week of terminating 20% of our staff, only a few souls in our biotechnology company remain aware of the precious knowledge of Bovril and all Bovril-related conspiracies. I mean facts. Yes, facts. While I stripped down Please. our company values from the wall, I decided it was time to denote our new warehouse as a safe space from the oppressors. I took what letters I could save <laughs> and formed the only word I could use without tipping off the overlords. Even though they said, when they saw the word, they had no idea what it was... They are quite anxious to remove it soon. We are a Bovril home here. And we support those who stand <laughs> against Bovrilism. Pass the word. Anyone who bears the word, haste this word, hastily pieced together from discarded stickers, is a soul that is here to help. We know we are beef. <laughs> Written Bovril in letters. To give a quick real story. I now, yes. The company did go through reductions and pressed people to close down their social media accounts in this chaotic time or face more terminations because of the leaks that were occurring. This is why I closed my last Twitter account and had to scuttle my LinkedIn twice in the process. The new account is Lord Baron M. Eaton. In case you see random egg posting things that call your attention, one must always be defined in the face of tyranny. All the best. That's from Matt Eaton. We've ah, had a right time of it. Yeah. Sorry to hear. Jesus I hope we're not. I hope we're not getting you in Bob by reading it out in on... Bovril. In Bovril. <laughs> by reading it out on the, uh, the the auspicious Cultaholic Classic Nitro review that your employers may or may not listen to. They better, because then <laughs> they'll understand the importance of Bovril. They will get it. And you'll be promoted to, to lieutenant or whatever of the lab. <laughs> Yeah, lab tenant. Lab tenant. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the other, the other one that I got, I've already briefed you on. Sound okay. Driver, uh, which comes from James from Cambridge. Now, James from Cambridge uh, says, "I've come up with an ingenious business idea. Okay. To keep people in the north of England warm at football grounds, wrestling shows this December, in memory of the late great giant Haystacks. Yes. Slash Loch Ness. Please see the attached TikTok." Uh, and uh, he has enclosed for us a TikTok that he has made. Now, if you're watching on the Patreon, you can watch this with us now. There's a link in the description of the podcast oh, if you want to. Oh, she just slapped DDP. Oh, and there's the high oh. knee. Pause that for a second because wrestling's happening. Wasn't it an I quit match? Yeah. It was an I quit match. Oh, was, no, it was, was the I quit wrestling match, not the Colonel Rob Park? No. No. No, no, because then Separate. I'll That was an I quit match, apparently. <laughs> now, 
Ed Leslie has got no problem in necking on with Kimberly Page. It's, I can see an egg in the nest there, though, Ed. <laughs> you see his head. That's not very booty of you, (laughs) balding like that. Kimberly's like, why can I taste Hulk Hogan? (laughs) Tastes like mustache and Icopro. I am so gutted for Kimberly Page, right? Because, like, DDP, rather. Yeah. Lovely wife in WCW always has to work against him. Eventually gets the (laughs) WWF a fresh start. You're stalking Undertaker's wild fuck. (laughs) Why can't we be wife? God damn it. Um, So, from James from Cambridge, we've already seen this. So, we've got a milk stout, a pint glass. He's playing Mariah Carey, Always Be My Baby, in the background as well. Of course. So there's a lot of head on your milk stout. Yeah, you got to angle, angle that glass. Angle the glass, please, my friend. How cruel. Yeah, I appreciate you, but angle the glass. Jeez, get a head on that. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Bovril. Bit Bovril. Do you want a flake in that stout? There we go. A, a, a gorgeous tablespoon. Big old spoon of Bov. Of Bov. We should have got some stout. We should have tried this, shouldn't we? No. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas episode coming up, don't worry. Oh, God. Little stir. Lovely. It's going to take a while because even in hot water, the bar... Oh, he's drank some of it in the excitement. No, that Uh, was just the head going down. uh, Top it up with a bit of black sheep milk stout. So we've got a milk stout bovril glass. Meaty beer. We're calling it the giant haystack. See, look, it's all it's all congealed on the spoon. This is what we feared would happen, James. Beaveral. Beer, and there he is. And there's James. Knocking that back. Oh, oh, I can hear those gulps. (laughs) Show us your tongue. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) We are poisoning people. We're not. Because, because we as, as, as we discovered after you sent me that a few days ago, <laughs> uh, there used to be actually a product that had beef extract in it and was alcoholic, and it was called Marston's Beef Ale or it whatever did. it was. did. You sent me a poster for yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> Mercer's, Mercer's Beef Stout. Beef Stout, that's it. The poster says, um, for it is the only stout in the world which contains meat extract. There's meat, malt, and hops in every glass. Easy to digest, a splendid tonic. It's bound to do you good. And if any copper tries to pull you over on it, right, you just tell him you had three lunches today because that's not a drink. It's a fucking entire lunch. I've had three what? <laughs> Sorry, officer, I've had three lunches. I'm quite, I'm, quite, I'm quite full. Oh, understandable. I thought you were drunk. Sorry. Closes the door. I can smell on your breath beef. You must have been to a carvery. Yes. Maybe it was just a way to get around drunk driving in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, officer. Not that I think many people had a problem drunk driving in the 70s. Sorry, Oscar, I've had a skin full of lunch. I've had, I've had three whole lunches. I'm so sorry. You know what they say? Five and drive. <laughs> just you got a piss test, you know, it just comes out as Bovril. <laughs> Oh, with the same like viscosity. Because I was going to say, you couldn't, oh! you couldn't possibly sit. I know people will have done it, but you couldn't possibly have just sat and eaten spoonfuls of bovril because that would destroy your kidneys. I, you would be very ill. Yeah. Because yeah, it's surely just salt. I mean, you put it on toast. Yeah, but that's like a, a small amount. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's of, like a small amount. But if you, were, bovril. if you would eat a whole jar of bovril, <laughs> you'd be fucked. You wouldn't be well, would you? Unless it makes you into Superman. 
Bob Roman. I think he starts seeing. I think he starts seeing seeing numbers. I think. <laughs> seeing smelling, brand new colors. Smelling colors. <laughs> I've seen a new color. <laughs> what did you do? I ate a whole jar of Bob Roman. Turns thing. out it's actually just what DMT is. It's just highly concentrated Bob <laughs> Ah. So I like the mechanical elves. If we hit one million before Christmas, I'll eat a jar of Bovril. There we go. <laughs> hit a million follow. If we hit a million, million subs on YouTube, I'll eat a jar of Bovril. <laughs> we'll live stream eating a jar of Bovril. Actually, that'd be a good. The day after, we'll live stream Tom's funeral. <laughs> can we? Can we? Can will we stream we do my cardiac melody? arrest before will we, that? Will we do the, the 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 awful awkward Pillman angle where we we kind of call Alex live on stream? I think I think you should. Yeah, I think you should, and I think that'd be hilarious. Oh god! <laughs> hey, I'll I'll write it in my will as like my last. That's, this is what I would have wanted. That was still. I can't believe they did that, man. It's like Grim, it? it's just oh. so fucking underhanded. It's just great. It's one of the few things where it, it's just like fuck. Like you, you, like surely you must have known. Like you must have lost somebody in your life to that point to know that that is not the thing it's, to do. It's it's sad, but it's it's no darker than like what some news outlets would do. It is, but I. But I, rest, but it's wrestling. It's not. It's, it's not, not CNN. It's not necessary. That's the thing. No. It's 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 not necessary. But they still went ahead and did it, and that must fucking suck. Like to be the family. Like it must be awful. Get to talk about that in about a year's time. Oh, great. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun week. But we'll talk about it. Anyway, we've got to talk about this first. Loch Ness versus the Giant. Giant Haystacks in his in-ring pay-per-view debut and finale all at once. And all I can think about is why didn't Big Show ever grow mutton chops? It's um did he not at one point? I can't remember. I feel like he's burned through I every other to have look. Like big old mutton chops, like a distinguished country gent that you would avoid at the pub. Because <laughs> it's 2022 and he's still there in tweed and a monocle. Would you, I like maybe the giant wearing what giant haystacks is wearing now, like a a, a boiler a, suit. A, a boiler suit. <laughs> Hear me out, giant. We've been to our wardrobe department. Boiler suit. We've got it worked out. You're going to be called Loch Ness, and you work in a FedEx warehouse. <laughs> so you're going to be lifting boxes. Um, boxes are post off the boats, because that's how post works, uh, down at the docks. And you're going to learn hard fighting skills. And that was when he was like 13. And look at him now. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's just been his life. Where he's just, this is where he's just battered him. They're kind of cut into the chase with Loch Ness, because they've, again, buyer's remorse. Well, they've gone, oh, no, he can't do much. <laughs> we thought he'd like, be agile who's, who's AF. signing people? Like, Bischoff. Yeah, but, like, who's signing people without fucking looking into it? <laughs> Especially if it is Bischoff and someone like Bischoff where he's like, you know, and I was on the pulse with Lucha and I was on the pulse with Japan and I was on the pulse with getting giant haystacks Oof. into WCW. <laughs> they can't all be home runs, I guess. No, you know, but this at is... the same time. Christ, I guess, I guess he's gone. Hey, we've got the best. Because I'd in- argue that Haystacks had no real pull with the youth of the UK at this point, at all. No, I mean he was like my dad, or like you know my dad's generation. Yeah, but like as a kid, I was just like, oh, he's English. <laughs> Whether it's a way of like bringing in an older clientele of UK fans, I don't know, or maybe just a bit winning of winning favor with the UK hidden gems. Yeah, winning like favor a- the UK lot. Was that the bell? I heard the bell then. I think that was a mistake by them. <laughs> I mean, there's a bit of a, um, oh. a European invasion on this show when you look across the board. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. You got Regal, Finley. Regal, and Finley. We've got Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Booty Man. <laughs> Where's he from? 
Uh, let's think. <laughs> um, oh, Christ! Lake District. <laughs> Can you imagine him out in his gear doing a jog around the Lake District? What? That is... Bullshit! Absolute bullshit! Makes the giant look like a monster, though, I guess. <laughs> Who does a crap leg drop? Oh, he's... Why is he calling out Hogan now? Because if you're not calling out Hogan, who are you calling he out? He called out Flair earlier. Yeah, because Flair's also for the Southern fans. It's so, like... Why is everyone trying to do everything? <laughs> Look, Tom. Do one thing! The Southern fans are, are drunk by this point, and they're doing line dancing, right? They're at the line dancing portion of the night, so now we've got to appeal to the Northern fans, right. so we've got to go after Hogan, because they're back from their um, stock that. market or whatever, and, market. and they're here for Hogan, right? So there's a noticeable shift in the target audience here. Stock market. Whereas we all saw Haystacks coming out and went to get a cup of tea, but by the time we come back, we'll have forgotten and it'll just be the next match. Surely we would have rushed to put the kettle on before Giant Haystacks. Well, in fact, the, like the, it was the, the rush was so severe that the national grid went out <laughs> and then the second they learned that the power in the UK got cut, they went, well, screw him. <laughs> cut his run. And they had Giant go over. Actually, you missed that, I think, while you were away. There was a, a story that went around that said that, I think it was la maybe last Tuesday or the Tuesday before, we would do a power cut. At 7 p.m. Oh, great. That was, yeah. that was, that was good. About, the grid was about to be overblown and we were all... Nothing like uh, living in the fucking 40s, is it's there? 70s. Yeah. My mum says like the 70s all over again. It is. We're literally going back. We are that obsessed with the past, we're fucking reliving it. <laughs> yes. I'll bring on bloody I'm telling you, if I could just get a patch of land and a house and an electrified fence and a shotgun <laughs> and a gigabit internet line and a pool, I'd need nothing else. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. Ideally, on the other end of the world as well. Yeah. Just, just get away <laughs> from all things. Just give me a vineyard and let me make wine. <laughs> that'll be in your bloody gravestone, that'll be. Just give me a vineyard and let me make wine. Maybe that's your future. I'd love to make beer. One of my cousins makes exceptional beer. But I'd love to be able to make beer. His name but... is John Foster's. <laughs> His name's John Smith. <laughs> it's John Smith. No, um, Keith Boddington. I, 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 I love wine. I just don't drink enough of it. Mm. Like, because I, I, I kind of worry that I'd, I'd just get too much of a taste for it. Ah, uh, and you just do. plus wine hangovers are fucking shit. Yeah. They are the worst. Sorry, I'm trying to cross my legs, but this table is Jesus. There we go. They're quite. Um, Alex is a wine drinker. I, I, I like a good Pinot Noir. Oh, nice. Like nice, fruity red. Well, if you, well, if we, when we all go it's out, if you order a Malbec, you'll be in good company. Because Alex likes a Malbec, and I don't nice. really drink Malbec. And she's I, always uh, a bit like, I wish you drank red wine, because we'd have a bottle of red wine together. So, no, no, no. I like whiskey as well. If I could have a distillery. Ooh, oh, nice. If I could just have a still. But no, the government wouldn't let me have a highly <laughs> explosive metal thing in my garden. I don't know why they wouldn't trust you with that. So, <laughs> behind... I'm a libertarian now, Tom. <laughs> this is where it's getting to. <laughs> So Screw the government. If I want to still in my living room, I'm going to have yeah. one. <laughs> Breaking sound. What do you mean properly soon. maintain the pressure? <laughs> <laughs> I promise it'll be fine, Your Honor. He died as he lived, coated in flaming hot alcohol. That's <laughs> 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 what he would have wanted. 
<laughs> You're frozen in like in stasis forever. Like, like a be- like a like a beery like frothy carbon. I could start the first vineyard that makes toilet wine prison style. You know? <laughs> Why aren't I doing that? Could I have I'm, a five-year plan, Tom? I'm thinking about the explosion that would just cause like like like, like foam to go everywhere, and like for hundreds of years, your vineyard is 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 preserved like Pompeii. Yeah, and you're you're there. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be me falling out of the vat every single time I tried to crush, crush grapes like that newswoman. Or she's just like, <laughs> and they're like, "Are you okay?" Like, <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be a great day. I, yeah, I'd love nothing more than to just have a big old patch of land and like some sort of mental plan. It'd be great. I can't. I want to write a kids' book maybe at some point. I know that much. <laughs> I love this. I want a fortified island with a fucking shotgun <laughs> to eight not, people. But I'd love to write a kids' book. It's not exactly <laughs> an attainable dream, is it? But like uh, writing a kids' book is attainable. <laughs> you know? I quite like you doing both. And people realizing the two are connected. Maybe, yeah, I could be one of those mystery authors that just stays away from the public. <laughs> the only time I appear, I wear like a brown paper bag over my head. Like Roald Dahl. Yeah. He just <laughs> went to his shed. Yeah. And just drank and went, darling, it was good. kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, if you can get good at it, right? If you can get good enough at something and you like a tipple, you can become a booze hound rather than an alcoholic. Booze hound is Booze hound refined. is always much more refined a um I rather a, a, a label. Hound, yeah. yeah, you'd much rather be a booze hound. Cuz then you then then it's you know, like who do I what whiskey's the best? Ask the booze hound. You wouldn't <laughs> go ask the alcoholic. No, you'd no. You'd ask the refined. And that's coming from somebody who has family experience with <laughs> alcoholism. Uh, you'd but... ask the refined gentleman. <laughs> As opposed to the guy on the literally the guy on the street. Yeah, you're like, ah, he's what that dress eccentrically, carry an ocelot around with me like Dali, so nobody comes near me. Fucking brilliant! I'd love. Oh my god! (laughs) Think of you carrying. Insist that it's just a normal cat that's been painted, (laughs) even though it's clawing at everybody in the restaurant, trying to kill them. What's that? It's like is Cooper all right, (laughs) (laughs) Sam? Just sound carrying. It's just the size of a fucking Rottweiler. I'm so excited in like 70 years' time to be like uh, up the hill. I wonder what Sam's doing these days. And I just bump into you in the street and you're walking down the street in your smoking jacket, pipe on the go. Who's my fucking bright red nose, glowing like Rudolph? You then talking to me, going, it's all fucking shit. And then someone comes over and goes, Excuse me, Mr. Driver, could you sign my copy of of, The Christmas Bee? Of the Christmas (laughs) Bee. I told Fuck you. Off. But you could put a happy ending on the Christmas bee and boom. <laughs> it's a nice little story. Or you could just, ending. yeah, you know, you could just release it as is and it's all like, oh God, the bee's going to survive. The bee dies. <laughs> it's important Traumatizing. for Traumatizing. Impo- a little bit of childhood trauma is character building. That's what I was always taught. It's uh, it's important. <laughs> it's important. To this day, I can't look at cricket bats. That's why, that's why, that's why hamsters have such a short lifespan. Because it's important for kids to learn. <laughs> I did. I had three of the yeah, fuckers die. I had three hamsters die as they well. All died. Goldfish. Devastating. God. You learn quick. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, if you had the, the Christmas, quick the Christmas bee, the Christmas bee with a nice ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would the nice ending of the Christmas bee be? He makes his way through the winter being helped by the family and then he's allowed out again in the spring. There you go. That's all right. That's a nice yeah. ending. I, but then there was also a melting snowman, right? There was indeed. He was outside. Oh, was that the first draft in. of uh, I'm sure the Christmas the bee? First, I'm sure it's part of the first story. I'll have to go back and listen. Looked outside. The, he, was, he was outside the house looking in. But yeah, I want to I maybe write a kid's book and I maybe want to write a short film and make a short film but I would love nothing more than a tractor fucking land how would you okay uh, <laughs> and no, a four by four if you got me like an old school land rover that I could just drive around on it knowing how you feel anybody walking dogs would be like hey <laughs> you walk on that side of the fence but don't come through this side it's a 50 foot electrical fence going <laughs> and they're like no no I, I know I'm not going to go through it like, pulsating well make sure you don't and then get back in my land rover and speed off blasting like K-pop as loud as I can <laughs> <laughs> Just Sam. dressed all in tweed with a flat cap. Pension of Sam is fucking amazing. <laughs> come, come, Cooper. Ah! <laughs> He lives just, in a cave just, by this point and he's like 11 feet tall. Blood around his mouth because he's just chewed through a rabbit. <laughs> Bunch of Boy Scouts took a wrong turn. <laughs> Cooper won't need to eat for a week now. Cooper, make sure you eat the fucking evidence. <laughs> Don't leave a leg like last time. <laughs> but... When you write your kids' book, yeah, right. I wanna, I wanna throw a scenario oh. out there for you because I know how passionate you are about film. Yeah, you've written this kids' book. Yeah, the world loves it. Okay, and so and you get a, your 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 agent says, "Hey Sam, we we're gonna we, sell the, the film rights. Film rights, right? Yeah, there's a check here for you. It's for ten point five million dollars. Yeah, they want to own lock stock the entire." Film the entire the entire concept of Christmas Bee. Yeah, all the books they want everything. So you don't get you don't own it anymore. They own it outright, and they're gonna give you ten point five million dollars. I think I'd wangle down to like nine point five and take a very small percent of back end. Oh, okay, and then then you at least get a royalty out of it. But then what if I told you the filmmaker was Michael Bay? Oh fuck yeah. 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 Fuck okay. Yeah. Would there be a director that would come along that would go? I'm no, no. I would Adam insist, Sandler wants to make it. I would it. insist on being involved with um, the production if it was Michael no. Bay because I want to be not involved, but I just want to be present because I want to be there while he's going. And then and then he's going to walk off screen and then, <laughs> and then he's going to go to the Greggs and he's going to buy five pounds worth of sausage rolls and when he picks them up, they <laughs> <laughs> like. But voiced by Adam. Uh, the to Christmas, be honest, I Christmas be voiced by Adam Sandler. The thing is, it, it depends because if you're like a one and done and you've done it mm. and you're never going to do another one, then maybe retain some rights. But if it's something where it's like, hey, I've got another few ideas in me that will probably do all right and the publisher thinks will do all right, largely just sell the fucker. Sell it on. There you go. Like, you know, you it's still it? something you created. Mm. But, but you'll know, but you'll get no. But you, but you want to, you want a chunk of the back end of it. I'd, if I could take a chunk of the back end, I would. But to be honest, if I couldn't take a chunk of the back end, but I had other ideas that the publisher was happy with, I'd just be like, yeah, fuck it. There you go. I'll take the ten mil. The Christmas bee. Can you send it to the Cayman Islands so that I don't pay any tax <laughs> on it? Because the tax is just going to go into Matt Hancock's pocket anyway, uh, where it won't get spent on hospitals, uh, roads, prisons, schools, or anything else. So why should I? <laughs> I'm part of their club now. I have seven <laughs> figures in my account. <laughs> and all I had to do was write the story of the Christmas bee <laughs> in, in cinemas this Christmas. No, but I'd like, I, uh, it, it's just more for the sake. I always wanted to be a writer as a kid. Mm. So, like, uh, it's sort of like, I don't know, the simplicity of children's books and is sort of 
the beauty of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, how you can do so much with so few is the big challenge. You can create these wonderful little worlds yeah. from the ground up. That's always been the, the joy for writing. Yeah. It's been creating worlds. World building. Yeah. Like the Christmas bee. Like the Christmas bee. The Christmas bloody bee. Okay. It's not been terrible this so far. The show? No, this match. <laughs> <laughs> the show is another bag of fucking... Uh, bag of hammers. Well, this is, um, again, one of the better matches of the night, as yeah. far as Dave's concerned. Um, where they just like... they just they're... The reason it's Sting and Booker T is because Lex Luger... The continuing saga of the million. What's he, different... he going to do? Yeah, what's his whole deal? What's he's, he going to do? The, he's in the Doomsday Cage match. Yeah. He's he's with the Alliance to End Hulkamania. Of course he is. Because like we have to. He was the original Alliance to End Hulkamania, wo- if you remember. He certainly was. Yeah, yeah in, in WWF in '94. Mm, on the Intrepid. What does seventy-year-old Tom look like? Seventy-year-old Tom. Um, now I, I I've only thought as far as fifty-year-old Tom. Yeah. Whereby I want to go, I want to, I want a long grey beard. Yeah. And I want like white hair slicked back. Yeah. I want to go back to wearing like tweed jackets and like dress up every day, tweed jacket, nice shirt, bow tie. Yeah. And I want to sit on the porch and listen to vinyl. Nice. That's kind of what I want to live my day. Yeah. I don't know in terms of what I'll do. I'd like to think that by that point, like Tom I've has cri- a marijuana empire. I've created like a, a little <laughs> podcast empire that just makes money without me having to do anything. That'd be nice. Like so, it can just like, oh, good, the ad revenue is coming for that this this year. Excellent, thank I'll you buy very me much. A new car. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then and then just want to annoy Alex, who will probably be a, a high-ranking producer within the BBC at that point, and yeah. I can just ring her at all points of the day, going, "I've had an idea for a, a thing you can do on the radio. Monkey what if, tennis. What if you got everyone to call in? And I, this is this is actually a genuine text I sent her this morning at nine thirty. Got a great idea, right? Get everyone to call in using the voice they use to speak to their pet. <laughs> and you say this job's batshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I follow that up with, ask people, do they keep their toaster on the countertop or do they hide it like a dirty secret? Or are they one of those monstrous people that puts their toaster on the side and tries to make grilled cheeses with it and wonder why they have kitchen fires? Ooh. I've heard of those people. Yeah. Monsters. You can see it on YouTube. It's gross. But just use the grill on your yeah. oven. Yeah. That's Psycho- what it's there for. Psychopaths. Nutters. Psychopaths. With, um, with the toaster thing, though, mm. I think it's an interesting discussion. Yeah. I think so where's as well. You, where's yours? My toaster is usually pride of place, uh, but right now there's not really enough room for it. I need to do a shimmy, so it's, it's out still, but it's on a shelf. But uh, Steph's toaster lives in a cupboard. She hides it. Yeah, like a dirty secret, like, yeah. like, like the shame of the house. Yeah, and, and, and my and, foreman, however, takes pride of place because it just gets used to make a lot of grilled cheeses. Maybe it comes down to whether you use it a lot. Yeah, or whether it's aesthetically pleasing. I don't know why I'm on a grilled cheese hype the, the minute, it, but I just like just, grilled cheeses. You're just doing a lot of grilled cheeses. Did you have grilled cheeses in in LA? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the Got hell back am I cheese? grilling cheese in LA <laughs> at 36? <laughs> when you say a grilled cheese we mean grilled cheese sandwich don't we I mean a cheese toasty basically yeah because because like, america's go hey let's have a grilled cheese but rather than toasty. using rather than using a toasty maker you kind of use a grill like a foreman to get those thick ass panini lines into it mm. and you you really hammer it down so that it's basically like eating a paving slab oh. except it's nowhere near as hard no you want it to have that good snap to it 
I just remembered I was going to put something in the slow cooker before I left today, and I didn't. I still just need a slow cooker. Did you? Yeah. Still need one. I've asked Santa for an air fryer for Christmas. Oh, I'd love an air fryer. I feel like well. everybody is having the air fryers. Yeah, they're taking off big time. <laughs> just keep bringing them. <laughs> keep pulling them out of the air. Come back, you bastards. But yeah, that's me in my 50s anyway. Uh, just sat on the porch annoying my wife. Uh, and I'm all right with that. I feel like I would have contributed my, my bit to the world. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I said I, on, the, on that thing of sending Alex random stuff, because I've just... Because I could, because I'm now out running again. Yeah. Like my my mind is it helps my mind mm. does running. I've discovered like like getting back into the running has helped my mind. So what I've started doing is like once I've put the, the news videos together for here, I'll start just like throwing shit at Alex. Going, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And this. And she's normally quite receptive. She hasn't told yeah. me to fuck off yet. Um, and it put me in mind of my old boss Pete Wagstaff, my old, my first radio boss. Mm-hmm. And every morning at about five a.m. he'd send out what we call the wag blog. Right. And it was just, he'd wake up as this, turn on his radio mind and just do stream of consciousness for about a thousand words. And it'd oh. be like links to oh. random articles. That was the slowest oh. fall into a crotch stop I've, I've ever seen. It, it was <laughs> like, oh, 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 slowly lower my dick onto the rope. Oh, hangover? No, maybe not. But there were streams of consciousness, and they would just be like ideas for texts and topics and stuff like that. So I'm becoming Pete Wagstaff. Yeah. Um, and uh, one, I remember I was telling Alex today, the one day, one of the lines he just wrote, sneezes. <laughs> and at the time, I pressed him on it. I said, what did you mean in your blog today by sneezes? He went, well, you know, everyone's sneezes are a bit different. Ask people. <laughs> Do that. Can you call in and sneeze down the phone, Call in and sneeze down the phone. And I almost went, that's not a bad idea. So you just throw, and I quite like that way of, I've, so I yeah, said to Alex, I've so kind of adopted that way of working where just, just throw shit and like I'll, I'll throw out 50 things for a show and I'll go, I'll pick those three. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything else will go in a big bin. They're all crap. And then you forget about them and next time you come up with them, they come back out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, I did that already. Get in. I like the idea of getting people to ring up and use the voice they speak to their pets in. Yeah. Because we all speak, like, I speak to Pablo, go, hello, hello, friend. I talk to Cooper like a person. Do you? Yeah, oh, mate. yeah just chat to him. Oh. <laughs> That's probably the right way to do it. <laughs> I just go, hello, friend. What you doing? Oh, Man. screen has gone to sleep. Oh, sleepy screen. If you're watching on the Patreon, you'll have the big screen behind us that'll say Classic Nitro Review. It's just gone off. But don't worry, Sam Driver is on his way to grab... I could have gra- uh, Technically, I was logistically closer <laughs> than you were. It was on the floor anyway. All right. Get on the floor. Oh, by the way, since Sting's in the ring, I might as well plug. There's a wonderful Sting documentary that I made the other week. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast feed, go download it because it took me a while to do. And, and if you like it, I'll make more. Do you hear that? Please get it downloaded. Get downloaded. What are you doing? It was uh, the. What the, are you doing with your life that the, you can't download it? It's the story of Sting's <laughs> debut in WWE back in 2014 and what nice. led there. And I did a big deep dive into like many, oh, many years. Yeah. yeah. All the times where he nearly came in and then didn't. Mm. He nearly had a match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Well. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, he was, that yeah. was the thing that stopped him. He got offered numerous deals. He got offered matches with Kurt Angle, got offered a match with The Undertaker. And it was but always a case of... Guarantee no. on presentation, right? Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, no, you're shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. And then eventually he went, ah, oh, go on then. <laughs> 
I'll do it. He said, I'm running it's, out. It's been long enough. I'm running out of time. Just go and do it. And they went, ha ha, we got you. You've lost. <laughs> lose get... the Monday Night Wars. Get out of here. Uh, let's sting, isn't he? Shit. No! Hey. I knew you'd do that, you bastard. Let's make him come out during bright daylight. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And let's talk about how out of his depth he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I watched back that WrestleMania match. I was like, oh. Why is JBL going, he's out of his depth here. Because he's a Sting, tiny Because fish Sting had a... a choice, right? Sting could have come into WWF. He could have joined the Brawl for All. And he could have shut Bradshaw up. But he didn't. <laughs> so he's nowhere near enough of a man. <laughs> and therefore... They deserve to lose the Monday Night Wars again. <laughs> While Bradshaw gets to gloat. And again, and again, Because everybody again. knows that Bradshaw's the toughest man and definitely won that tournament. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is the toughest yeah. man in all of wrestling. Yeah. Lest we forget. <laughs> I love watching, like, there's that WWE legend show that JBL hosted for a while and he talked to Sting. Yeah. And there's a bit where Sting's going, you know, I was watching how WCW guys were treated in WWE and I didn't want to come in. And JBL's there like, nodding along. I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> you you're, did the it. you're the reason why. <laughs> Fucking get out of our company. Like flashbacks of clothes hey, like the a, shit out of Chuck Palumbo for merely existing. He got a title reign eventually. He certainly yeah. did. I, and, a, and a title reign longer than any of The Rock's title reigns. Yeah. So... Therefore, he should be the box office draw. He should be. Come on, Hollywood. <laughs> can't just sit on Fox News forever from time to time whenever they need to talk about stocks. What would we have JBL do in the Hollywood sphere? Mr. Nanny Reboot. <laughs> minions. <laughs> in fact, not Minions. Like, like a Minions... I'm a Minion! A Minions spin-off of a spin-off. One that, like, maybe oh. 15 kids are going to see instead of 15,000. It's been animated on a potato and, yeah. and, and given to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all of the Shrek spin-offs. The Minions Texas special. <laughs> Very localised <laughs> Minions. Specifically for Texas. Sting really loving getting the, oh. uh, all the groin offence in tonight. <laughs> Loves a bit of that growing off. It's a sting. God bless his soul. Download the documentary, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've already have, download it again. <laughs> There'll be a test at the end of the year. So this is this is probably the best match of the night as far as um, and as far as Dave's concerned. An interesting positioning for this because this is also the longest match of the night. The only other longest match is the main event. Yeah. So you've got these two honking great matches back to back. Pacing is a bit skewiff. Yeah, I don't like... I'm, I was surprised the crowd weren't more into Regal Finley though because it was really hard hitting. Like, And for a wrestling audience, you know, I, I thought... The second that blood happened, it was going to be, all right, mm. here we go. But it just didn't. And it feels a bit odd because it's it's like a rarity. You don't really see it in WCW. So they really I thought they would have really got into that. I know. It's a shame, isn't it? They mm. really weren't asked. Because they, they had a great time out there at all. Like, it was, I don't know. Bang of a match. But then I think, uh, uh, what was it Regal said on his podcast? He said, uh, it was. it sounded like the Chapel of Rest in there. <laughs> And uh, and he just said because they were both heels, yeah, and, and not American, and and this is a very like pro America crowd in Tupelo, yeah. and they're like, well, why should we cheer for these guys? Thank God, all American Sting, all American Road Warriors, and all American Booker T 
is out there right now. We can invest in an all-American street They'll bike. They'll cheer for the booty man, even though he's from the Lake District, though. <laughs> Bastards. They're just misunderstanding his accent. They think he's from, like, I Louisiana. Thought from, I thought he was from I thought, I thought he was from the from the Liverpool area. I thought he was from Bootle. Bootle, ah, uh, Bootle would have been a much better place. <laughs> Bootle. I can't do it. <laughs> Can't do a scout accent. <laughs> Don't play that to Jack Atkins. He'll <laughs> he will he will anoki my head off. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get very very cross. How do you think the Road Warriors explained their hair when they were just out and about in like a Waffle House trying to get some dinner? <laughs> I think they painted the sides to make it look normal. <laughs> <laughs> just got little Warhammer paints. Just... They th- I know how they got it cut. They took um they they they, they I mean they took uh they took a VHS copy of the last Mohican, showed the front cover and went, I want that. And I want the reverse. And I want the reverse <laughs> of that. <laughs> Whatever hair you cut off it and give it to me. <laughs> we want inter we want interlocking hair. Cause we're that close friends. They make a full head of hair. They do. We want interlocking hair. What are you doing for Christmas, by the way? You've got plans. Um, well, first off, I'm wondering why the referee's so sweaty. It's a long night in Chicago. Uh, but uh, Not in Chicago. Christmas, I believe uh, we're doing Christmas up here this year, I think. Nice. So, But again, it'll just be another thing of, well, I haven't had time to actually socialize with people this year. So <laughs> all of the time off will be just socializing. Yeah. Maybe a couple of days to catch a breath and then right back into it, probably for <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. So, oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Wrestle Kingdom straight off the bat. That'd be nice, though. Cause you got, have you got the Crimbo Limbo time away? Sorta, twenty third mm. onwards. So it's all right, huh? ish. Right. Got to get my shopping done in between. Get my house repaired as best I can. Try not to just kick off at them in a really bad way, because it's getting tested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, yeah. you bastards! <laughs> Merry Christmas, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I uh, usually it's just a nice sort of chill day of drinking food nice. watching films just sort of playing games and having a good time what nice. about you nice well uh we're doing our second christmas together my future wife and i yes so we'll be up yorkshire way with her family which is mm-hmm. always a, a busy loud house yes of people um so again lots of food lots of booze and then probably playing jackbox tv and and laughing like drains until about three in the morning nice. so that'll be nice and then um i think we've got boxing day to recover and i think i'm heading i'm heading back down on the 27th because Obviously, I don't do time off. Yeah. <laughs> unless absolutely necessary. So they've just gone, uh, loads of people are off on the radio. Do you want to do some radio shifts? I said, yeah. And then Adam's like, do you want to do some news? I said, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm around. Let's do it. Let's do it. So well, at some point, I'll Rainbow be like, Limbo's Tom, do you want to go for a massive day of just drinking all day? Fuck yeah. And we'll do that. I'd like that. Or we can just come around to mine and play old Sega well, and get arsehole. Well, the Crimbo Limbo thing is that I know there's a couple of days where like, I'll have finished all my work for the day by about three so that seems perfect, especially if it's like Alex is back home for a bit longer than expected. I'll just yeah. come find you. Yeah, do it. <laughs> like I'll find you. Like, <laughs> like you're in the like you're in the street somewhere. <laughs> Sam! I've got to get my booze hound points somehow, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make the money somehow on Grey Street. That's all you gotta do. No, I'd like that being somehow <laughs> by any means necessary. <laughs> all right, the nation of domination. <laughs> Now, there's a few pubs I want to try uh, that I've not had a chance to properly booze in like in Newcastle. Um, there is the there's this, the Split Chimp, it's called, which Split is near, Chimp's good. Uh, 
uh, the bridge, yep. which is really nice. There's, a, there's, a, there's another sort of little pub in the arches behind that that I really want to try as well. There's the Telegraph, which... You've I'm never been to the Telegraph? Never been to the Telegraph. Tom, you'd fucking love the Telegraph. I feel like I'd love the Telegraph. Yeah, I thought, like, when I first met you, I was like, I kind of hope we're going to go for drinks in the Telegraph. Oh, brilliant. Because I figured that you would just drink in the Telegraph. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I drink in... Then the... again, I've not drank there in a very long time, so it might have changed. Well, my so local... I, you've I been know. to my local. Mine's the Bridge Hotel. It's around the corner. Yeah. <sighs> We can go to yeah. Axis, which is up my neck of the woods. No, yeah, Bodega's near mine if you fancy cheap pints Ooh. and farty smells. Bodega, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good time. <laughs> I just like finding some nice little real ale pubs, which yeah. is quite nice. I find a lot of ale in Bodega. So. Mm. Uh, Bridge Tavern I've not been to for a while, so it'd be nice to go back there. This was out now for, for people listening who aren't too plus with our booze habits. I will tell you this little fun fact. It was the Bridge Tavern in Newcastle-upon-Tyne where Johnny Depp was drinking when he found out that he was not guilty. Yes. And he was in that pub when he found out. And he was drinking with Sam Fender. Yes, he was. Man of uh, songs. And it's got the best outdoor area going. There's a crappy mm. little yard bit, which is still nice, but it's a crappy little yard bit in comparison to their upstairs bit. They've got mm. like a boat sail, like protecting you from the rain. And it's just like a big open wooden... Mm area although that place we went to for your birthday drinks was like banging oh um it was called as you like it but it's called like because uh, we went for richard's leaving drinks as well and now it's called like zara banda bing or whatever the hell i think it's called zara bing dot bing yeah bong but it, it's like that place is has another awesome outside area that's really nice that is mm. it was funny because i remember it was a little surprise birthday drink gathering that you did for me <laughs> and uh we were doing cultaholic live and adam said you'll go for a drink after this i went yeah it'd be lovely and then we got there and he went, to be honest with you, I was ready to really fight to get you here. <laughs> it's like, always the case we had a, when, you, when you've got to fucking get somebody somewhere. It'll be the one time they go, nah, don't feel it today. I'm yeah. just going to go home. <laughs> fucking, come on. Well, I was like, eh, Sting's well. off. He's had enough. Which is funny because I messaged Alex saying, I'm going to be late. I'm going for a pint. And she was already there drinking with Ashton and Ben. I was yeah. like, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Cheeky. And that was the night I fell on the stairs and shattered my knee. I fell down the stairs and shat myself. <laughs> no, that was a different night. Oh, here he comes. That was a different he's not night, quite a different gone for good. He went and took some of his makeup, men cast ang. Oh, he's brought some brooms. Oh, that's what you need. Broom. Double broom Fucking action. Nimbus 2000. Imagine them planning this. Right, then I'll hit back and get the brooms, and then I'll come back. He's not even hitting him with the handle, man. He's hitting him with the, he's hitting him with the brush no, end. He's got more surface area, but the handle's got to hurt more, surely. If you hit him with a brush end, that's just a kink. <laughs> he wants to drum, but he wants to drum very softly. <laughs> there we go. Show him how to use it. Boom. There we go. Handles. That's it. Drum, Good lad. Drum clothesline. <laughs> The drum clothesline. What a treat. We're all involved. <laughs> that just looked like it hurt. That's more <laughs> like it. See, he's got... Oh, he nearly he nearly hit it with the right hand. Oh, look at the dust oh. coming off it. Clean your brooms. How much dust have you got in Tupelo? Dusty, dusty Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wrong. That's it. Now carve his chest open. Come on, the oh, road. We're choking him with it. Face the hard cam. Come on. Have you even watched Big Japan? <laughs> Start going in his chest. Go on. I've watched Dick Tubbs in Japan. Come your name into Japan. it. <laughs> I'm upset that uh, Richard Tubman has been in Japan for, what, six months now? Having the best time. 
And he's he's no, and he's not won the IWGP title yet. <laughs> no, he's biding his time. He's biding his time. Yeah. <laughs> if he wins it on his last night there and escapes right. with it, then he's laughing. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I, I, he's having the best time, and I and I'm so happy for him. But I just thought he would have won the IWGP title <laughs> by now. Higher expectations there I had, from Tom Campbell. I had very high expectations for you Dick Tom. You should Tom's. be ashamed of yourself, Richard. Expecting you to win the title. You just go cycling every day. <laughs> Where why why aren't you why aren't you beating up capacity? <laughs> Oh, Why God. You... I couldn't even imagine trying. It'd just be like, chop, you're just done. <laughs> I think I showed Alex once uh, a Masawa Kabashi match. Yeah. Was it the one where they just chop each other for 19 minutes? He, I, I believe that is one of them. That is, a, it's a, quite an iconic one of yeah. theirs where it's just like for 90 minutes. She just went, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I mean, yeah. It's sort of like, <laughs> I don't know, like it feels a bit like wrestling is... Uh, in a way, you, your tastes get to a point where you've got to kind of... Booker T just walked off. Um, it, your tastes get to a point where you've got to go to like weirder and weirder wrestling mm. or more just freeform or different styles of wrestling. And it's kind of like becoming desensitized to porn. So having to go further down yeah. the downward spiral. And then you're like showing somebody this like Japanese wrestling match. And they're like, uh-huh, yeah, great. And you're like, and they're looking at you like, yeah, it was good, but I don't get it. And you're like, it was such a good match. <laughs> Lex Luger's back. Which, of course, we all do with porn as well. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Luger's going to, not <laughs> ahead of his match. He's just fallen into the food. <laughs> Luke is upset because a bit of popcorn fell on him. Look at me. I'm going to have to walk back to the vendor now. I'll, I'll have to wash my back slightly. Stevie Ray's in there Oh, as he's well. got his head stuck between the posts. They're going to have to get butter. They're going to have to get some butter to get him out. Oh, he's stuck. Quickly, butter animal's head. Well done, everybody. Luke is so angry oh, that he had a, cuffing him. a bit of popcorn. They don't need to cough him. They need butter. <laughs> like, he can't get out of there. <laughs> They've not even cuffed him. They've taped him. No, they have cuffed him. I can't break what? the tape. What have they done? <laughs> I think they... If it's duct tape, surely he can just go, rip. No, it's extra strong duct tape. It's flex tape. Oh, no, not flex tape. Flex tape! <laughs> that shit seals a fucking boat. That's another thing. I, another dream job would be to be the JML man. Just, oh. just all new from JML. Like, that's the greatest job ever. You just get to talk about products nobody needs. <laughs> it's the umbrella cheese grater. If only my hands. You ever need to grate cheese on the go in the rain, but it gets all wet? <laughs> Not black anymore and, and with the shop. umbrella cheese grater. Black and white shot of somebody grating cheese while yeah, whilst just, holding uh, an umbrella. And it's all getting washed down <laughs> the street. Red cross through it. <laughs> the umbrella grater from JML. Ah, <laughs> oh, I do like a JML commercial. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Barry Scott. I mean, there's so many. Oh. Do you know which adverts I used to love were uh, the Not Now, dear? It's only a uh, calm down, dear. It's only commercial with Michael Winner. Michael Winner, yeah. Calm down, dear. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Stevie Ray. It's <laughs> just out of nowhere. Bang. Stevie Done. Ray Ray's take care of business. Took the soul out of Hawk there. Stevie Ray's just like, this has gone on long enough. <laughs> Stop out shining. We could have a clock, but instead we're just going to have Stevie Ray with a chair. Oh, he is cuffed. He was cuffed. How is he possibly going to get out of that? Well, that's his life now. 
<laughs> some say some say that was every single appearance in WWE afterwards was clever use of green screen. <laughs> if you notice, you can never see his hands. If you go back, you go back to that stadium in Tupelo, and there's just a skeleton there. <laughs> Not even. It's just, just, just you just see handcuffs. <laughs> They're just there. You know that somehow the escape happened. There's a blue plaque next but th- to it. There's just nothing else. <laughs> We don't know where he went. <laughs> Footprints. They've got like a big glass frame around it so you can't get anywhere near it. <laughs> Some say he ran into the woods. <laughs> Some say he's still living there now. Some say he became just the road warrior in WWE for a bit. Ooh. But no one remembers that. <laughs> Some say he was the mystery man that broke Sid Vicious's leg. I Stevie love, Ray just bang finishes. I it. love it. It's like it's like he had the he had the Andy's coming reaction. Yeah, <laughs> just, his whole body went limp. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So do they win the titles then? I believe. Was so. all that bullshit? Was that no, I don't think it was a title match. There was no celebratory shot. Oh no 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 wait. Sting and Luger are the champs, aren't they? Are they? Yay. Yeah, it's been like three weeks for me, Tom. Yes, it's true. I had a little moment. <laughs> I thought they'd won the belts. No, Sting and Luger are the belts. Okay. okay. Well, they're not the belts, they're the champs. They're not actually the belts. Well, what did Dave give that bad boy? Because they've been uh, paying attention to that match more than any other. It's going to say like a nice flat three. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Nice. Nearly half an hour that match was. We needed it. (laughs) (laughs) Did we, though? (laughs) We needed something to settle into. (laughs) Well, don't worry, mate. Especially after Regal got cut short. Because we get to settle into the main event of the year. This is just going to be dreadful, man. It's going to be fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, start your bullshit. So the Doomsday Cage match. Um, I will preface it with some words from Arn Anderson from Arn's podcast. (laughs) Creative control to me has always been a nasty word. That night, it became really relevant on how much strength and stroke and power those two words carry because that was god-awful. There were people in it like Jeep Swenson, who was a monster, the biggest arms I'd ever seen up to that point. You had Zeus, Barbarian, Meng, all these guys. Two guys, beat them all. That's not mocking baby faces. That's not making baby faces. That's making you want to puke. It was shitty in its design and lousy in its preparation. Whole concept made no sense. And if you think two baby faces were made at the end of the day, then you are not a wrestling fan. Well, you tell us how you really feel, Arthur. <laughs> Hold on, two baby faces were made. That's the point of this, is to make baby faces when there are already baby faces going into it. Apparently (laughs) so. Surely that would be like... uh, Heroes tonight. We can be heroes! I just, I don't think I'm ready for this. (laughs) It's like peak wrestle crap, isn't it? It really is peak wrestle crap. Michael Buffer... Literally the, the best part, the most consistent part of this match. <laughs> Michael Buffer's rigged out. And the worst part is, if you if you bought a ticket for that, you've got to sit and stare all the way over to one side of the arena. The amount of people that left with cricked necks yeah. in Tupelo after that. So many trap Because it's not even like a... Uh, like a big screen. No. It's just sort of there. Yeah. You just kind of watch it, and it's all 
like shrouded in mystery light, so it's pretty hard to see. So from what I now. I can't really find much about the, the how this match came to be. I can put bits together and go, originally there was talk of using the Triple Decker cage. Yes. Which had been used, I think, at Wrestle War 89? Yeah. Uh, and we'd see it as well as part of the, uh, the Ready to Rumble cage match. Oh, God, look Sick at it. Look at the state of it. It's, it's like, like it's, it's a very unique concept. You okay. can't say that, that it's not. That is the Triple Decker cage. There but, it is. But they were going to use it in the middle of the ring. Yeah. In the middle of the arena, but they just—I don't know whether it was like a logistical issue or what, or what. But they decided to stick it over there. This is like this is the type of shit I would have loved through lockdown. You know, the the big ridiculous stuff that you you really can't do with an audience, like Punjabi yeah. prison, right? You can't really do that with an audience. But through lockdown and through using many 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 more cameras and angles, you could have actually shot a good looking one for once. Yes, because you don't have to worry about that live audience having to not see it mm. so you'd have no crowd you'd have to pump in cheers and shit but you could do all these ridiculous things like you know when they did the wwe headquarters money in the bank like yeah all that, like, it was so good and this thing is just impossible to see as a live audience but if you just had like a completely closed and safe environment to do it in and all of the cameras in the world you're laughing when you, and yeah, as you say, you're not having to rely on an audience. But then this is the company that would do like set your opponent on fire matches. <laughs> this is the. <laughs> this is not exactly you know, gonna be handled the best way. Arn <laughs> smiling. Oh god. Arn knows. Like I love the fact that like that quote from Arn speaks volumes for how he felt about it. He's there in his trackies. Yeah. ENR, he ain't put a shift in for this bollocks. Well, to be honest, I'd probably be in trackies and all. Yeah, The amount too. of metal there you're going to get scraped on. Because this was a big logistical issue that nobody had actually As told the wrestlers about. As if they didn't give about. them an elevator either. No, this was, this was another, again, another reason why this is at the other side of the arena, because in order to get to the top of the cage, they needed this, this ladder yeah. arrangement, this scaffold set up. So they had to, they had to go, right, we're going to have to shove it over the side. <laughs> it's such bullshit astonishing it's such rest it's as you say the finest of wrestle crap but like uh, the, the big plan was going to be these they were going to have like three levels and there was going to be matches kind of in each level but then when the whole thing got put together they went we can't wrestle on this it's fucking mesh <laughs> we can't put matches together as like you'd that. see with like the the early hell in a cells when they got on top of the cage you just watch all of the the cable ties just popping off mm. Like Pringles lids. God, yeah. Like, as they terrifying. stepped around and it just got looser and looser. Like, look at that. Fucking Mangs. Look at it. Mangs How are you supposed to wrestle on that? You can stay on the beams, but you're going to suplex somebody onto a beam and destroy their back? The bit behind Arn looks like it's already coming away. Arn's just checking. Yeah, Arn's checking it going, oh, fuck this. At least you know you're going to have your fall broken because the, the next floor won't catch you. You have your fall somewhat slowed by that second floor before you fell all the way to the ring. Why does this remind me of the movie Indian in the Cupboard? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Because <laughs> he had this cupboard, he opened it, and all the toys in the cupboard came to life. And I feel like this is that scene in the morning where the kid opens the cupboard and like the cowboy and the Indian toys are playing in there and the space man's playing in there. I feel like... <laughs> Such a niche reference if you get it. Classic at cultholics.com. It just looks like a bit like a, a sad zoo that's still using animals. <laughs> it's a sad even though they're, zoo. they're not allowed to use animals anymore. Like, not a zoo circus, sorry. But it does look more like a sad zoo, actually. 
Because they just stood around like, oh, look, look, kids, it's Lex Luger in his natural habitat. <gasps> He's with a Kevin Sullivan. Look at him. And they're both just lying there like, please, we just want to go outside. So this is to make these two bright young blue chipper baby faces. Yeah. You know? That was the plan. Which getting the only response out of the crowd for the evening is certainly what you'd expect out of two nobodies. Um, who need this desperately to become baby faces. Because Hogan's not going to get over unless he beats everybody at once. I'm amazed nobody just like took a sledgehammer to his ankles. <laughs> I'm sure people... Like, you hear how it. wild wrestling used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Did, wasn't that... I mean, there was Actually, the, brother, that doesn't work for... It doesn't work for me either, sledgehammer. Well, no, there was the rumor that... that that, that Vern Garnier had paid off the Iron Sheik, Sheiky Baby, to break Hogan's legs. Wasn't race offered as well? Not race. I mean, it was just, yeah, I'm sure there was somebody else as well who was offered to break a leg. But uh, uh, Sheik told the story where, well, I, I, I don't think Sheik told, but someone told the story of Sheik. He went to Vince and said, Vince, they've they've asked me to break Hulk Hogan's leg. Uh, they've asked me, they want to give me money to break Hulk Hogan's leg. And Vince said, all right, here's, here's, here's more money not to. <laughs> and at no point was Sheik going to take the money. <laughs> he was just telling Vince, look, I want you to know. All right, here's some more money to not do it. Oh, I'll take the money. Carnies. All carnies. Yeah. Fucking love it. <laughs> Fucking love it. Do you want another Pepsi before we get into uh, Oh, I know it's just started. I hate to abandon you. I should be all right. All right. Yeah, I'm going to quickly grab one. Get one of these. In the here. Yes, I don't know that. All right. We've already got Arn nearly falling through the floor. This just is not. Come on. Look at how much the floor is bending. It's just... How can you, like... How can you like trust yourself to throw somebody when the floor's just kind of bouncing and giving way like that? This is a test for everybody. Also, can you like you got four people on one square there? So surely there had to be this game of like we need to stay apart. Yeah, because otherwise, if you're all there at the same time, and the one whole person thing's gonna jumps, it's just gonna come down, collapse. And then yeah, they're just flashing all of these colors. So like as an audience. As good as you can see the audience through that right-hand side shot is about as good as they can see the, the the match. I like it. It's almost like they're going out of their way to make sure the audience can't see it. They go, rings on the side. All yeah. right. Okay, I can just about make them out. Put cage in front of them. Okay, well, I can still just see them. Lights flicker on and off. But it's like when you see wrestling <laughs> Stop shows. Stop watching the wrestling. When you see wrestling shows taking place on a stage, I've always just thought, like, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. I just don't get oh, it at all. Grado does, like, a family wrestling show in, yeah. in Glasgow. It does well because I think... It's you have to you come at it from a very different perspective. Yeah, with that kind of wrestling, you treat it more as the panto element, right? And so, like, you're not having because like, I've never been to one. I've just seen images, and it's always like it's always just been that disconnection of the distance that makes me kind of go, wow, it feels a bit must feel a bit odd to sort of sit back and and have it all happen over there, yeah, rather than kind of sit around something happening. You feel quite, yeah, you feel quite. It's it's it feels more like a play, yeah, and and. But then, if you if you're like someone like Grado, who just gets the the panto, the whole aspect of it, of it yeah. you can just you can you can have a very safe night, do about four moves, and then like mugging off, mugging <laughs> off. Like I'm very blessed that like there's only a handful of matches I've been involved in. Yeah, as when I was the manager of Mickey the Dragon. Yes, one of them was Prince Amin. Yeah, I mean uh, it's just class. I think I remember yeah. him saying. This will be the easiest 15 minutes we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and then Grado was just like, it's going to be fine. We're just, 
We're gonna work the crowd and like it was like they put together a lovely match where they didn't do a lot, but the crowd were into it. Yeah, it was great. It was great fun. It's impossible not to get into Grado though. It's just mm. infectious. Like second, oh, shirts off. Have you seen like when it cuts to the wide? Watch how much the actual floor, including beams, is moving <laughs> as they're like moving around. Like a wet dream for Hogan. This. Is. I get to beat everybody up. It doesn't make sense that they start at the bottom as well. Sorry, start at the top. Surely they work their way from the bottom to the top. Although they're working their way down to a, a match situation, right? Yeah. But it's like, surely you want to go up. You go up the levels. I guess. To it, be king of the mountain. Like, it, would, it would make sense, yeah, that you climb up Because then the matches get steadily worse as well. Like you'd start <laughs> in the ring and then have a cage and then weapons in a cage or something. You'd at least give them weapons. Yeah, but, you like gotta they, give, but you've got to give each room its own flavor, right? You can't just... They did that well with the triple decker where you had, like, the guitar room. Yeah. And you had, like, tables in one. Yeah. And you had chairs in another. So, like, you, yeah, you've got to make them distinctive. Otherwise, it's just, well, it's, it's this. It's what we're seeing here. Yeah. It's the Doomsday Cage match. Hogan's having a little sit-down. Of course he is. He's already tired. He's just laughing to himself, going, I can't believe this, brother. This is my dream. <laughs> they can't believe really, they Vince bought said it. this wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe they bought it. You, and, I'm so, and I just think you really couldn't have put Loch Ness in this. But you know that afterwards he was probably like, where's my danger money, guys? <laughs> so, Hulk, we just paid you five mil. Uh, where's my danger money? I could have I died, guys. I want at least another five. But you, you chose this match. No, I want my danger. You chose to put it on. Danger money. You see oil rig workers, they get danger money. What I did tonight was much harder than setting up an oil rig. <laughs> Look at me. I'm fighting Arn Anderson. <laughs> in his, in his pajamas. In his pajamas. <laughs> Literally his slippers. <laughs> Look oh, at it. How do you, as somebody on the floor, how the fuck do you know what's going on? You don't. You just gotta just kind of try and catch a glimpse of Hogan working the crowd to, to see if that's the match. And then when it gets down there, surely everybody at floor level can't see dick. Because <laughs> I'll see some dick. It's gonna hey. be all head height. <laughs> then, or just above head height. What happens if Flair and Arn win at this point? I'd, I'd howl. <laughs> That's the end of the match. We couldn't get out the first cage. Done. They just stay there like Tupperware, enshrined. Jobs jobs are good and thank you. <laughs> I had a lovely tweet just during this show. Yes. Uh, from Impact Wrestling commentator Tom Hannafin. Lovely. Because, uh, as we've announced uh, on the on the news yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow night at North Wrestling, Joe Henry's defending yeah. the... Digital Media Championship at North Wrestling. It's the first UK defense of that title. Which is big. It's amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I was, well, I, had, I had a whole bunch of fun getting the interview because I did an interview with Joe Hendry on Monday Monday night. Yeah. Chatted for 20 minutes, finished the interview, realized I didn't press record. Oh, God. <laughs> so I was like, Joe, um, can we do it again? <laughs> oh, Christ. Thankfully, like, God love Simon Rothstein. Oh. Im impacts. PR guy. Flair's just dropped. Oh. Looked like a key. <laughs> Is that for the other lads to get the fuck out? Probably. But yes, yeah, so it means that on Friday, I'm calling an Impact title match for the first time ever. Which That's is sick. Fucking yeah, amazing. Which is absolutely sick. So I just messaged, I messaged Sob and uh, Matt Rowalt and said, do I need special trousers? And do you have a washroom I can use? <laughs> and they've offered me some advice. Hold on. What trousers to wear? Did, did, 
Freedom powder. So, no, hold on. It felt like there that the <laughs> key got dropped. Sullivan missed catching it. It then might have fallen even lower. And then Lex closed the door as if the door was unlocked anyway. <laughs> that may or may not have been what <laughs> happened. <laughs> oh, got your key. <laughs> yeah, so I think Sullivan was meant to catch the key. For he a might have done, bit. but it just looked like it, it looked like it had fallen all the way through. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, they've handed it him now. They got it to him. It's funny because you go, lads. It's this is all made up. You can work this. <laughs> it's just. But the thing is, when it's something this convoluted, surely you've got to stick to a, a really rigorous plan. Yeah, and also maybe don't do stuff that is prone to cock up, i.e., dropping a key through the floor. <laughs> maybe just give the key to Jimmy Hart and tell him at this point, come up the scaffold in and give me the key. But it's so far we've just had two plane cages. <laughs> plane chains. And then we're going to go into a plane ring and finish very plainly. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you give all of the rooms flavor? That would That is the, literally the most obvious thing. The only flavor is that... And then add an, exploding, the are in one. add an exploding element so that the match has got to be done by X amount of time or it all blows up. Oh, yeah! And then have it blow up anyway. Give us an exploding ring, you cowards. Yeah. If you can, like, rig it so it implodes but folds itself up nicely to fit on the back of a truck, then even better. You know, nobody was thinking about this. What are they doing? Definitely. I like that. Give us an exploding ring. Oh, God, don't give way, don't give way. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if it did. <laughs> well, Sullivan dropped another key. Oh, fucking hell. He just seems to be just looking keys down below everywhere. Him. It's like fucking playing Alex the Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'd have preferred it if every room they just had to play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Hogan has a chain and he's locking the door. So the so the, the, the Meng and the Barbarian can't leave. Like, Meng, you're too tough for this world. You live here now. This is your life. Hogan's hands trapped. There we go. And I like how they're going, don't lock the door. This is taking too long, Hogan. Hurry up. Don't <laughs> lock the door. Up, don't. Why make it so prone? Oh, and look at this. Look Mega at the Barbarian. We can't figure oh, this out. Oh, no. Our one weakness. Oh, no. A shut door. Like, as if <laughs> Meng wouldn't just rip the door off its hinges and beat Hogan with it. Come on. I wish to insert the door of his ass. Help on down. There you go. Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Oh, this. The door's open! Yeah. The door's open! There you go! Get in! He's <laughs> telling me three of them can't prize that door open. Oh, Christ. It's, this is something else. Now throw Kevin Sullivan off face first for our amusement. Bye, Kev! There's just a stack of boxes. <laughs> All just, before he, just before he gets down. <laughs> There's like a 70s police chase comes through, drives through the boxes. The boxes explode, but then it's revealed there's a trampoline underneath. He bounces all the way back up, and then Hogan hits him off again. It's like a family guy skit, yeah. that is. A bit of Roadrunner. Why not? Or better yet, there's just a truck that's labeled Feathers. <laughs> but as he's falling, it moves, and the traffic moves forward, and there's a truck that's labeled Spanners. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, there's just somebody set up like a, I don't know, 
like a lemonade stand underneath. <laughs> like a like a Girl Scout set yeah. of a lemonade stand. She just goes tumbling through it and just ruins her whole night. <laughs> and she's just like, why would you do that, Mr. Sullivan? And he's like, I didn't mean to. <laughs> and her dad's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> batters him. <laughs> oh, Hogan nearly gone. Oh, that's how we get rid of Hogan. Hey, you talk about what if someone wanted to break Hogan's kneecaps. This is how you do it. Oops, oh, sorry. Pushed a bit too hard there. Shucked you off the scaffold into your fucking doom. Oh, no. He just twists his legs out like chicken wings. No, Hulkamania <laughs> is not running anywhere. Your kneecaps are shattered, mate. Oh, he's, oh. he's down to the floor. Here we go. Work it down on the floor. How is the alliance to end Hulkamania gonna They're do They're all it? trapped behind the door. This is like fucking playing Gauntlet. You're just locking all the ghosties in different rooms. Is it like the bit in Pac-Man when uh, <laughs> he's kind of got free reign right now until they get that door open? Once he eats a... Yeah, yeah. Because he needs to find a blue pellet, pellet yeah. a white pellet, otherwise he's fucked. Once he eats a white pellet, he can eat them. And what is that mystery white pellet made of? <laughs> I think we all know. What's in oh, here we go. Give something pellet. to the actual audience. Cheer for the crowd who, bless them, have been there all night waiting for this match that they can't see. Did you just grab a cameraman? Oh, he went for Buffer. The match beyond the fucking horizon. <laughs> I hope that's Buffer's personal mic and it costs Jeez. millions. Oh, the batteries have come out. The triple A's have come out. Andrew Bowers would be livid. Terry. There'll be a note back saying, do not throw the mics around. So why do this you here when them, there's you a... Why do this here when there's a... A ring underneath. I guess he's isolating him. You could yeah, say he's dragging him down here to keep him out of the way. They have had made the sensible decision to, I don't know, do some wrestling in front of the fucking crowd. Yeah. I know, right? Just microwave the crowd a little bit. Yeah, let's just warm them up slightly. Or and I might come back down here to do the pin. You don't know, <laughs> everybody. I love how they're just like slowly, gently walking down. <laughs> like Shaking it's a, their head. Like it's a fucking fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> just to be a fly on the wall during working out how this match would go i imagine the meeting before this was a lot of people going what are we doing <laughs> right all right so you're gonna go in the first one <laughs> but so far they've just like hogan's just walked it savage is at least getting the shit kicked out of him sneaky hogan <laughs> Somebody pressed R3 to make Hogan fucking sneak. <laughs> but, like, Hogan's not had a single problem in this match. Fucking Metal Gear Hogan. He's just getting on with it. And it's it's like nothing's going to stop him, but Savage is at least making it feel like a battle. <laughs> really tickled you, didn't it? Just him just it's stock PS2 creep animation. <laughs> Run! It's like when I'm playing fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I accidentally press R3. Oh, God, I'm stuck in sneak mode. <laughs> right, and in goes Randy. Oh, of. Randy Babandi, go on, lad. And Hogan's like, yeah, you, you, you didn't talk about yourself. I'm going back to... I'm just one at a time beating up the patties. Yeah, this is for the Lex Express, you prick. You prick. Think you can replace me? Battleship, eh? Yeah. USS Intrep. Fuck off. Gonna shove the Intrep on, get up out your the ass, ring. son. Get out of the ring. <laughs> Slamming Yokozuna. Trying to one-up me, are you, you prick? 
Could not have noticed, Lex. Huh? You got a nice reaction the other day. I would like it, please. Uh, now Sullivan is pulling away boards from the scaffolding, <laughs> which sounds safe. They're taking that the ring feels down. Feels real safe. <laughs> Sullivan's, <laughs> Sullivan's done with this match. They're just taking the <laughs> ring down. There you go, boys. Got a couple of boards off for you. I watched um, uh, North Wrestling many years ago. I watched Rampage versus Screwface Ahmed. Yeah. Both ring generals. Both have like worked their way through it, and it was like a no holds barred type match. And like the last sequence of the match is them. Like pulling out, like taking the 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 ring the ring ropes off and putting yeah. the canvas back and taking off a turnbuckle pad. And I thought they're such pros. They're already starting to take the ring down before <laughs> the show's even finished. Like that's great. What well, well, top guys? We're gonna be out of here in no time. <laughs> they've already they've done, they've done half the work here. <laughs> so I think that's what I think Sullivan was doing. That just, was just consummate professional. Yeah, just like I just want to let's just get it taken down now <laughs> before anyone else notices. <laughs> How come WCW's ring steps are like never in the right place? It always feels like they're slightly angled different. The person he puts in there has got a boss eye. <laughs> oh, Terry's finally gone down. Look at him. Oh, he got kicked in the balls. The only way to take him down is an underhanded one. Yeah. he's inst it's, You notice watching Nitro week to week that Hogan really only, only takes damage for a shot to the balls or a rake in the eye. I can't fucking wait until we get to July. I cannot oh. wait. You got another three months in there. But even then, it's it's not initial. Like it's like it starts to get cool, but you still got to wait a bit longer for it to hit its stride. Mm. It's just like, uh, and then it very quickly devolves into shit. <laughs> There's like this golden window of like a couple of months, and then it's all just like, and here's Ted DiBiase, <laughs> and it begins, and then eventually you're dusty in there, you're fucking everybody. It's amazing how they take something that's so golden and just spoil it so quickly. It's quick. like a comedian telling the same joke over and over and over again, isn't it? But never quite getting to the punchline. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the big issue with, with what we'll talk about with the NWO was there was never really a payoff. Like, they just ran roughshod and then they never really got their comeuppance. If no. anything, they splintered into separate groups. They feuded with each other. Like they never, There was never, like, the big... Like NWA, NWA loses. By, by the point that Eric Bischoff has inserted himself into it, there's nothing that you guys won't be doing because he wants to be part of it now, guys. Yeah, so you get true. to do all the cool shit. Mm. So you're not going to ask questions at that point. You're just going to ask for more money. No, there was a, a thousand layers of problems in how this do you think problem Horace Hogan made? How do you think Horace Hogan made like 50 mil for two hours <laughs> just work? Incredible. What a guy. Just, just... Could you imagine? I wouldn't. Horace. We're getting you up to 50 mil. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> You're not going to say no. And there's no shade on Horace Hogan. No. I would not say no. Fuck, like, if you if you happened to be in the NWO and you could see where it was going and you knew that it was probably going to tank the company, but they were going to pay you millions and millions and millions of dollars to do it. Fucking sign me up. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there for the ride. And I think if you and if you say otherwise, I think you're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> you are a bullshitter. Yeah, I'd have done it. But uh, <laughs> I've always, I've always said I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to sell out if needed. Yeah, I think you I know, no issue selling. The out. older you get, the more you're liable to sell out. I think I was ready to sell out when I was. Oh, like, here we go. Where have you two fuckers been? <laughs> They've been waiting in the ring where they should have been. God, Zay Gangster, the ultimate solution. <laughs> We talked all about oh that. God, the ultimate name. solution. Who the fuck, man? Jeep Swenson. No, but like, who the fuck thought of that? Let's uh -huh. just go back to. Oh. oh my god. 
Somebody who didn't, clearly didn't have their sensitivity training that year. I like that Z Gangster. <laughs> I like that Z Gangster's muscle belt makes it look almost <laughs> like he's wearing an actually like stylish, well-fitting form of Abdullah the Butcher's gear. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he looks like the aftershot of Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> yeah, you know, slim fast, <laughs> yeah. and you'd have like either he'd be in the like really baggy ones, and then he'd go into those like super like cool ones. <laughs> Just three, three weeks on the Butterfield diet plan. Here we go. Thank you. Can we get some more light, lads? No, no, we can't. Jesus Shall Christ. We? I see him in the corner. There we go. A minimal amount of light. Big pop from the crowd for fucking lights. Yeah. Could you not have done that earlier? Could you not have done that earlier? Just a thought. Are there any holds barred? There are some. <laughs> So now we've got our main event, which is a tag team match between Z Gangster, Ultimate Solution, and the Mega... They can't call the Mega Powers. Randy's got it on his the pants. The Mega Friends. I see. He's got <laughs> Mega Powers on his pants. Yeah. Fucking hell. You can't be the Mega Powers. They're not allowed. Vince owns Mega Powers. It might just say Mega Power. Maybe, because they can't own the word Mega Power. Because he is a Mega Power. He is a Mega. He's a Mega Pint. <laughs> Keep seeing people buying mega pints now at gigs. Yeah, I've got a mega pint. It's just the only way to it's numb a the pain, mate. Pint. <laughs> it's a pint. The a pint. only way to numb the pain of existing in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the edge off. <laughs> yeah. One mega pint a night. One mega pint is five less minutes I'm spending looking at news on Twitter. <laughs> I want to set <laughs> up. If, if I have enough mega pints, I just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I might set up an alt Twitter account, which is not news related and is just pictures of cats. And when I, when the world gets too heavy, I'll just log into that and I'll just, that'll be me for the night. My TikTok is already primarily cats because the algorithm has looked after me there. I'm still in two minds about TikTok. I've got one, but like, it's just, do I really want to give my data to another company? Mm. I, do I really want to do it? Mm. I barely use Instagram, so I'm going to try and use Instagram more. I feel like we should do TikTok more. Mm. But I just, it doesn't make, you know, I feel like we should do it as a company more. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, we need to to embrace it, but it's finding mm. the time, you know, we've got a very busy schedule. Yeah. I just get to end of some days and I just go, oh, I can't do it, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> can't he do it, Captain? Oh, here we go. Oh, it's no. It's the sequel. All of the other lights have gone off. <laughs> the only light is on Hogan and his th thick, lustrous hair. Oh, God. Adjust your camera. Yeah, why is all go. the lights gone off? I mean, the crowd can obviously see what's going on because they're chatting Hogan. Oh, fuck off. He's written Zed Gangster on his head. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> it's like a child. Here we are, right? I've got this great idea. End it. End Hulkamania. Please, come on. End Ultimate Solution. <laughs> Maybe end the Ultimate Solution, please. Yeah. Jesus. In his camo as well, you know, just... Uh, I can only see the top half of him. <laughs> it's just a big floating, just a floating Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain torso. <laughs> it's floating Krang. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, why didn't James Swenson play Krang? That would have been a lovely day. I thought, do we... Oh, jeebus. I'm sure they go back to the ring. In this match, I'm sure it wouldn't we're not, surprise me the if other, they did. the main ring that is. Not, it wouldn't not surprise this, me if they did. Not this side hustle. Why wouldn't they? You know, we've had a nice walking tour of the arena so far this evening. 
Here comes Arn. Finally got his oh, PJs he's put his off. clothes on now. Ready to wrestle. Oh, oh, Savage has got his Coke. <laughs> he's got some Coke. He's dropped it everywhere. <laughs> he had powder in his hand and he's dropped it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, you had one God. job, Savage. He's just dropped all his freedom powder everywhere. What do you think is, how the fuck do you stay on top of this entire plan? Oh, how the fuck do you stay on top of this entire plan? Because um, it's been a literally the Lord of the Rings trilogy plus the Cimmerillion to get here <laughs> in one sitting, and now you got to the end, and like I, I couldn't. I don't have. I know wrestlers have incredible short-term memory, but fuck me, like mm. I couldn't. I couldn't remember this. No, at all. There can't possibly be a rigid plan here. Well, if Savage is involved, then he's he's the bugger for a rigid yeah. plan. You just have to have like a couple of people who you trust just to kind of lead it in a way that's very that's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Like, and now you two beat them up for a while. <laughs> Arn's gonna go get changed. Oh, is he gangster like revved up there? And again. One more? Spam it. Spam it. Ah, oh, he's not gonna spam it. It's a pile Spam of powder. Oh, my God. They're both just leaning over the powder, though, um, face first, which... Is it? Is it Talc? Is it Talc? Oh, the frying man pans. With the frying pan. This is oh! your brain. This is your brain this on drugs. <laughs> Panamania is running wild, brother, 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 brother. Did the handle snap off in Hogan's hand? It did. <laughs> <laughs> He's having to hold it like that. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> boingy, boingy, boing. <laughs> Jesus, man. How's it still going on? And here comes Luger, <laughs> of course. Here he is. Hey, it's God. me, Lex. Oh, this ah, so I don't think they do go back to the ring. I think we have a, an iconic moment coming up, maybe. Fresh as a daisy, Lex Luger. <laughs> he calls his fresh, right? <laughs> Dumbass Luger. Ready? In three, two, one. Ready for this? <laughs> oh my God. Now, the true story, he was meant to accidentally hit Flair. But that looks so deliberate, they had to rework the story. It looks like he pauses to let Savage drop to then hit Flair anyway. But either way, mm. it's ridiculous because he could have come in just higher and hit Flair on the head. <laughs> and how funny, of all the people in that match that take the pin, it's fucking Ric Flair, the world champion. Well, yeah. How dare he be here? We've already got one big star. We don't need flair. <laughs> Told you they're all out line dancing now anyway. <laughs> I can't fathom how long that went on for. That feels like slow death. <laughs> you imagine you're lying there on your hospital bed, surrounded by your loved ones. The time comes, you see a bright light. Don't and instead of your it. memories... You just get this in full. 
<laughs> I'd be ready for death. I'd be ready to go. That's it, I'm done. I'm tapping out. Take me, take me in the warm embrace. I'm re ready to shut down now. Double time. Please don't let me watch this anymore. I don't want this anymore. So that was the Doomsday Cage. What did Dave Meltzer rate the Doomsday A Cage? Fucking dud, I hope. Minus three stars. Oh, even better. Not minus five, though. I I guess it at least sort of worked in the basic way that the match started and ended. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there were moves. There was a start and an end. <laughs> Somebody won. It's all like when you hand in your literacy homework in year six. You know. <laughs> You've got your beginning, middle, and end, but the rest of it's just shit. I've done everything else, Your Honor. <laughs> I don't see why what the issue is. <laughs> uh, let's end on a few more words from Arn Anderson. It was surrounding Hulk with as many monsters as he could possibly defeat. I don't think Hulk even realized at the time that the audience saw through it. Again, Rick and I were tossed in there as cannon fodder. I don't complain about it. I show up every day at any company I work for, and whatever they want to do, that's what they get. It's not about me. But you have a couple of professionals in there, and you have more people who were disinterested than not. You had a couple of people who were completely lost, and then you had a couple of baby faces try and take advantage of that mass confusion and somehow get over. It didn't. And it'll be viewed in history but as the streaming this is, shits. But this is, this is the thing I don't understand, is the, to get over as baby faces. I know already that, over. But I know that Hogan's getting booed in certain markets. The arena's shit, already like, empty. But like, well, it's probably been empty for some time. <laughs> uh, but because if you make it home quick enough, you might be able to catch it on fucking TV. Yeah. But the thing is, like, they're already baby faces regardless of whether they're being cheered or booed in certain markets because mm. you've already positioned them at the top of the card to that point. Oh, Keith, Craig, Rick, Jeff. Oh, my Rob, God. Just first Real, names. O'Neal, Rick, Mike, Rene, Laurie, Kip, Kip, Annette, Will. Paul, Joe, Melinda, Bill, Bill Goldberg, Mike, James, Ron, Grover, me Jimmy, Grover, Jim, Mark, Woody, Flap Robs, Flat, Donnie, Moses, William, Beyond, Beyond Relief Lee. Prods, Zane, Jay, Linda, Paragon Prods, Doug, Alan, Lynn, Jerry Michelle, Lynn's Bill, Ricky, Sharon, Jackie, Tex, <laughs> David, Al, Mike, Jerry, Tim, Wes, <laughs> Rick, Darwin, <laughs> Walt, Motion Picture and Events, Vanellis. That looks like it's spelled misspelled Vangelis. Jane Breeze, TBS Field Ops, Gil Gary, Mike Yvonne Kelly, Kemper Phil, Ed Cliff, Steve, Doug Michael, Terry Rick, Anne Bridget, Todd Maz, Jennifer Eric, Frank Jim, Greg, Rob Todd, Joyce Michael, John Betty, Jeff Allen, Tennessee Scaffolding Co., uh, and Tony Schiavone, as well as Nick Lambros and David F. Crockett. Uh, and Eric Bischoff there, just getting his nice little lingering of shot. His, of course he gets um, his full name. What the fuck? Terrence, what the fuck Terrence was that? Hulk Hogan what Malaya. the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was that show? What? How? I, if if what I'm saying, where it's, it, I, I still can't get past that. Sorry to bang on about it for like the please, third please, time, but please fuck bang me. On. The, what do you mean get him over his baby faces? <laughs> They weren't over, brother, brother, brother. It's not even like it's reached last-ditch effort point. He's still getting cheered, you know? It's not like it's getting silent. At least you get some reaction. Some like, reaction's better than none. I like how the how the decision was like, oh, Hogan's not getting cheered. More baddies to beat. That's the only way. He must beat but, more baddies. But, but who, the, who the fuck does he beat now? Giant Haystacks. But, Brian Pillman. <laughs> 
But <laughs> I, why would you? This is like the culmination of our entire podcast so far, this match. <laughs> and we are no different than when we started. <laughs> because it's not like Hogan got the definitive pin. That was Uncensored 1996. <laughs> Thanks for watching with us and enjoying uh, the meltdown at the end. Good I times mean, had by all. Until we're next back together. I, he is at the Sound Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Cold Holic on Twitter. What the fuck? <laughs> row, 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 row. This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Dolbert. He's ready. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from.